0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of VGM Generations. I'm Mike Posbon, and with me as always is Aaron Blauchuk. Hi. And Jordan Balinski. What up? For those that don't know, VGM stands for video game music, and we are taking you through the generations. Basically once a month, or thereabouts, three friends with varied gaming backgrounds get together and take you through some of their favorite music from the games they love. And in this month's episode, we are talking about racing games.
1: Vroom, vroom. Vroom,
0: yep. vroom. There's millions of those games. <laughs> ever <Effort> popular. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'll kick it off. And for me, I am starting with the infamous, the famous, everybody's favorite, Mario Kart 64. So. uh,
1: Not familiar? You'll have to explain. Oh, really? Okay.
0: Is that anything like my favorite, Mario
2: Kart Double Dash? I've never heard of this other one.
0: It's similar, but it came before. So, uh, Mario Kart 64, my track is Royal Raceway. Uh, It was all. Your track? Well,
1: the tr- Your Music Track or Raceway? <laughs> yeah,
0: actually, yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. Well, it's both technically. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the music track, uh, Royal Royal Raceway. That's Royal hard, to-
2: Raceway. <laughs> <It's> hard <laughs> to say.
1: That's what you said before we recorded. So <laughs> it
0: is. Um, obviously developed by Nintendo, a uh, Nintendo EAD, which stands. What did I? I looked that up. It stands for something. It's like.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. Because one of my games is also—it's
0: just the basically the name they give to their in-house development, and they have like different teams within that. So it's number team number one. Yeah, because now I think those. it's Isn't like R&D. engineering and design.
1: Yeah, that's—I like think that. that's yeah. exactly what it is. Because now don't they go by like R and D one or something like that? Yeah, something like that. So yeah.
0: anyway, published obviously by Nintendo. Uh, Nineteen ninety-seven game came out. Uh, music by Kenta Nag- Nagata. Nagata. Yeah, that sounds right. Kenta Nagata. So uh, it was actually the composers, Kenta's first uh, Nintendo soundtrack. It was the first um, time he had composed for Nintendo. Uh, Second game in the Mario Kart series, successor to Super Mario Kart, obviously. Um, Second best-selling game on the N64, second to Super Mario 64. Um, It was supposed to be a launch game, but um, resources uh, were diverted to Super Mario 64 to make it the launch game. They basically decided at some point that, no, Super Mario 64 is going to be the launch Probably the correct decision, just because yeah. that game was so mm-hmm. so huge and put all their time impact.
2: into that rubber face thing where you stretch Mario's yeah. face. Yeah, so. <laughs> I love that though. That was so fun. Didn't have time for anything else. Remember
0: that? Uh, that was a part of Mario Party. There was like, yeah. You, yeah. Had the to, like you had games. to so match so the face. So goddamn good at that game. That's the <laughs> one Mario Party game. That's like my game. That's the one I. like. Well, that's because
1: everybody spent all their time on Mario sixty four <laughs> stretching his face. Yeah,
0: yeah, practicing. That's right. Um, so just some interesting facts I found about it. Uh, an early prototype of the game featured the feather item which was the high jump from super Super, mario kart yeah and then but that got scrapped and then uh magic koopa was actually in place of donkey kong in the early prototype
1: yeah i remember seeing pictures of that
0: yeah and then they they took her out to put donkey kong in and actually donkey kong's model was um provided by rare rare actually provided the model for donkey kong in the game
1: is magic koopa a girl I thought it was a guy, but he said, oh, her, did, so. I, "Did I say her?" Yeah, it's it's I like think,
0: I think Nintendo. I read that it said her, but
1: maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Know. It actually has maybe like, that's uh, just me. I've always <laughs> thought that. Magicuba has a pretty feminine voice, but at the same time, a lot of well, I've
0: always thought of her as a witch.
1: So yeah. that's why kind I of la- it a laughs kind of like an old crone. Yeah. Little bit. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought of it as a wizard, but at the same time, yeah. a lot of the Nintendo characters aren't gender specific. Exactly.
0: It well, it's more like a Fantasia style wizard. I, I had think. to yeah. explain to one of my friends the other day that Birdo is actually a guy. It is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I <know. laughs> She, she, she now, but yeah, you just have to go back to the Mario two it's instruction in book. Right. Yeah. And it, and it verifies that information.
0: Yeah. So, uh, some other interesting facts about, uh, Mario Kart 64, Um, the characters are actually 2D pre-rendered sprites and that was just, uh, just for hardware limitations to get all eight characters on screen at the same time on the 64. That's how they had to do it. They had, they had the technology to do fully 3D rendered characters, but um, they just didn't have the horsepower. Um, For me personally, I remember when this game came out, I remember playing it at everyone's house. I got my N64 really late. Um, in its life cycle. So I didn't have this game personally, but I remember lots of sleepovers going over to buddy's house. I remember one time I was at a sleepover and I like got up super early and my friend wasn't up yet. And I just went to the 64 and played Mario Kart. For, <laughs> <You got us. laughs> Parents like, come down <laughs> like, who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Anyway. I
1: think this was my um, first N64 game when, when uh, I got the N64 right when it first came out. And okay. this was the game because that's the game. Mario had it. already come out and yep. I had already played it a ton. So for me, I wanted oh, okay. to get a new game that was just coming out and Mario Kart was that game for me. So.
0: Right on. I think I bought
2: Quest 64 first, which in hindsight is, uh, was a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put my
0: money elsewhere. Yeah. my okay. uh, The game I bought with mine was Ocarina, but it was already out and everybody loved it and it had won every year mm. award ever. So it was the a time safe bet. Yeah. yeah, it was super safe bet. So, um, and then we were just discussing this before the podcast started, but I remember um, when I, I don't know when it was, like, it, I don't know when I realized this, but uh, we played multiplayer and I was like, where did the music go? And this was like, after I'd played it many, many times. Um, and I was like, the music disappeared. Like, where's the music? And then one of my friends was like, no, that's always the way it is. And I didn't understand that it was just when you had that, those characters to get four characters on screen, they had to
1: cut the music. Yeah. Some limitations of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. But that was always kind of weird too, because, um, you're a lot of multiplayer games still had music, but for some reason, Mario Kart couldn't handle it. Well,
2: despite all those limitations, they've never been able to top the Mario Kart multiplayer in, N6, in the N64. They pushed it I so guess. hard. It was, it was so good. And they've
1: never been able to get <laughs> a multiplayer. Are you saying just the battle the mode? The battle mode. I'm yeah, talking the about battle, battle mode. mode. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah
0: let's, He's clear, but yeah, Yeah. the battle mode in 64 is the best battle.
1: I would say the second best is Super Nintendo and that's just me, but it says a lot when I like a person feels like the best was done in the early stages Mm -hmm. and it's not just, you know nostalgia i think they had a really good battle mechanic where it felt like you were fighting to the death and then in the newer generations as it went on it got sloppier and sloppier and it almost almost felt like it was like a tacked on feature that yeah. they didn't really put any effort into
2: like block fortress and then the yeah exactly after, block fortress yeah. yeah like that was such a great like simple simple layout super awesome design and then after you die and you become the bob 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 yeah you get to chase people down yeah. like that was so that was one, brilliant one more, why could they not
0: more do that again? Salty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> revenge move yeah yeah and then uh and then jordan was just saying back to the music thing that the only music you get in multiplayer is the star when you get the star that that music the star main game yeah. yeah yeah
1: so if it finishes playing you hope oh maybe that glitched the music back on <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. it finishes and, then, no, and, no, and then the music gone. is still not there yeah. yeah
0: so uh let's have a listen to royal raceway There's actually uh, one cool thing about this particular song that I wanted to mention too. There's um, there's a YouTube video out there uh, by a band called I think it's Broccoli Samurai, mm-hmm. and it's just like some like kind of nerdy band. They played a lot of conventions and stuff like that, and uh, they have this video where the guy's just sitting there and he's playing the Royal Raceway track, and uh, he's just sitting there. And then you're like, "What's going on?" And you don't hear the like you don't hear that like the starting sound. You're like, where's the sound? And then, but he starts to drive and you hear the music and then they pan the camera around and it's all his buddies are playing this song while he's playing the game. <laughs> oh, that's cool. It's actually, yeah, if you can find it, just look up broccoli, samurai, um, Mario Kart or something like that. And you'll, you'll find this video is hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's like, One of my favorite videos on YouTube. Well, Um, you've seen, like, they do that thing at Video Games Live, too, eh, where they uh,
2: get somebody up on stage to run around and play a game while the orchestra accompanies them with, like, the sound effects and the music. Yeah, with the soundtrack. Usually
1: speed runs or something like that. Mm. Do you guys know the secret shortcut in this level?
0: I don't think so.
2: In in the Royal Raceway level? Yeah, yeah. I don't, but I do, I do like to uh, drive up to the castle and lose the race.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> not well, a shortcut. That's, but, uh, that's better than winning. I think yeah.
2: you got to see the castle. You can, you can drive right up to the door and sit in front of the
1: door. And, and yeah. speaking of Mario 64 earlier, they did such a good job of replicating that castle and the, the courtyard in an actual race level where, you know, there's got to be some limitations to the size of the level, but they put a lot of effort into like replicating where the trees go, where the water is. Yeah. I liked it. It it's was good. good.
2: Yeah, and you could spend time exploring there. Meanwhile, while everyone is like racing around in circles, I'm off exploring in the trees. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But what's the what's the shortcut? Uh,
1: it's not it's not one of the official shortcuts. It's one of the like if you drive into the water like and like shortcuts? kind of oh, like yeah. collide through the polygons and and you know Lakitu picks you up and puts you back in a weird place and it gets you a free lap essentially. Oh, okay. It's one of those like you need a mushroom to do it. You know, it needs to be a full moon. It needs to be a Tuesday. <laughs> one of those kind of things. Okay. So it's a it's a glitch yeah okay. yeah but there's a lot of those in those early n yeah, 64 games n 64 yeah in
0: Mario Kart 64 there's a lot of those the
1: best one in sure. the
2: world was a road was the uh, rainbow road where you right off the starting line Jump with off. that big hill yeah, yeah. And if you jumped off the left-hand side like right just at the, the fence, right point just at the right time yeah you would fall for like a full minute before you hit that section of track but that yeah. is the best but you would skip like
1: half the track oh yeah yeah that's the best shortcut in the whole game because it puts your skills to the test if you would do it you deserve to be that far <laughs> yeah. ahead. And if you fail, you are punished so hard because everybody's at least a quarter lap ahead of you. Absolutely. Yeah, That's like what that I like about That was about
2: the it. best shortcut and then the worst thing in the world was in uh, Wario well, Stadium where yeah. you know, you'd fall off that one ramp and then Ugh. you'd be
0: way behind oh, everybody. Yeah. And then you lose about half a track.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. It's brutal. Yeah.
1: brutal. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, so speaking of N64 racing games, um, I have a couple on my list. So first game I want to talk about is a game on the N64 that also came out in the arcades back in '94. Uh, came out in '96 in the U.S. on the N64 and '98 in Europe. And that game is Cruisin' USA. Ooh. I believe it was supposed to be one of the launch titles for the N64, but didn't didn't quite pan out. Um, development issues, I guess. Um, the entire soundtrack was composed by a man named Vince. Pontarelli, um, and he works for Midway Williams. I guess he was one of the, uh, the main composers for the company during that era. So you, you'll see him on a lot of the later Mortal Kombat games before the current generation. So anyways, um, let's talk in USA. So there was a lot of, like I said earlier, a lot of development issues with the game uh, when it was ported to Nintendo. Would you believe that Nintendo actually wanted to censor the game? Does that <laughs> sound like Nintendo? No, no. no uh,
2: Nintendo is that thing. I can't imagine they thought... I've never heard uh, of this. Guy had a mustache and they just wanted to lose the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> it's too similar to mustache. Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> We're the only ones
0: that can have mustaches.
1: Cruising USA was sort of the, ar- the classic arcade-style racing game. It wasn't... <gasps> it had realistic-looking cars... But it had, yeah, like the over-the-top action and 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 fun. Oh, Was it? Can was I Guess it? what they censored? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did
2: they have a bikini girl? I was as, gonna say off the starting line or
1: finish line or something like that. Pretty sure they. Well, I know that for sure. They still had a, the the girl with the flag at the yeah at the start and the finish. I think she was still wearing the bikini, or I think they gave her a bit more clothes. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I was. That was actually exactly I what I was gonna guess. Gave her a full but, suit. But of you're armor. close.
1: <laughs> there, there, there was some censor, censorship with the bikinis. So the first thing the ending to the game when you beat it on the N64 for some reason, it shows you the white house, I guess. Cause it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's the white House. thanks for winning cruising. USA. Well, I guess let's go have a USA, burger. Yeah, that's the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, So it's cruising USA. You're going all over the map of the United States. Uh, I guess at the end, when you see the White House, it's kind of fitting that you're, you know, you're at the White House after traveling the States.
2: I'm gonna just pretend that it's a race to become the president. So whoever wins the race (laughs) becomes (laughs) president. You end at the the White House because
1: (laughs) that's your inauguration. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So in the N64 version, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense that they show you the White House because the camera pans onto the roof of the White House and it's just your car on the roof. And, on the is and, and Yoshi is there. And, and, there's, uh, and he gives you 100 lives for, <laughs> yeah. for racing. Yeah. No, what happens is you go to the roof. The camera pans up to the roof. It shows the car you raced as. And the car gets an upgrade. And for some reason, there's a farm.
0: On the, <laughs> there's a farm
2: the,
1: on there's top there's of a farm the, on the roof? The, Does the yeah. upgrade allow you to get your car off the roof? Because <laughs>
3: yeah, no, yeah, how did you get no, it up no there? Important.
1: No, you know, you, you got to drive it drive it through the white house. <laughs> so for some reason, there's like a barn up there, some trees and a cow and I don't know. And your car is up there anyways. It ending. doesn't make sense, but it's probably because they had to shoehorn something into the ending that they had, uh, based off the arcade. So the arcade ending is truly amazing. Um, it's more fitting. It's you, the camera pans up to the roof of the White House, and Bill Clinton is sitting up there in a hot tub with a bunch of girls in bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if this was like that pre, was the. I sure. don't know if this was pre Monica Lewinsky or not, but probably. I feel like because of the uh, the attitude of Cruising USA, that they would have put that in regardless of the scandal. That you know, maybe it didn't happen yet.
0: Only Nintendo would replace that with a farm for no reason. Yeah, at that's all. the like, point yeah. It's like, sh- okay, sure. Replace it with something, replace it with a farm. Yeah. Like that's the weirdest shit ever. Yeah. There's <laughs> like Moomoo
1: a farm by our racing game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> didn't make any sense. Um, there's other things like there's animals that run around on the road and if you hit them, like they die. So in the N64 version, there's no animals. There's no like animals running across the road. There's no roadkill, but there are like elements to um, like there, there are elements out there. Like in some levels, when you're driving through the forest, uh, if you switch camera angles and go into first person mode and you look through the windshield, there'll be like mosquitoes that will hit your windshield and splatter. Um, there's one level, I forget which one, but there's like birds that crap on your windshield. This is in the 64 game. This is okay. in, in both versions. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know why you would like want to, yeah, well, why do you want that? What, how, do, but that's that, exactly that's it. So Is there real? I don't, I don't it's know if so there's a real. benefit to racing in first person mode. Maybe some people find it easier cause there's more, I guess more room, more view space, mm-hmm. but, um, it, it, it sort of hinders you from wanting to go first person because there's all this shit hitting your windshield and it's like, uh, I'm just going to go third person mode, I yeah. guess.
2: And that took up like half the memory on the card
0: to put in that Mosquito mechanics.
2: Yeah.
1: So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, um, for me, it was uh, when I play like a realistic sim racers like Gran Turismo and stuff like that. I actually do now now prefer to go first person mode because they model the interior of the car so nicely that it's like you're in the car. But like uh, in or cruising, in USA, cruising in USA,
1: it's like you're you're tied to the front hood of, of <laughs> your <isn't> car. Right?
3: <laughs> it's not. It's,
0: it's a
1: different sort of yeah, first yeah. person. Get me off of this thing. Well, there there were, there were some cool, some cool things with the game. Like they had hidden vehicles and stuff. Like, I think that was one of the draws to the game for me. I liked how arcadey it felt, but I also was really drawn to the fact that you could drive around in a school bus or a cop car and you could like have that siren blazing in your cop car and just like, you didn't go faster. People didn't pull over, but I don't know. It was new. I was new to racing and it was kind of like one of the first 3d racing games. Grand
2: Theft Auto of its time. It was yeah, Yeah, it
1: was great. Well, anyways, let's get into the first track because, uh, I think we got we got a really cool tune here. Um when you're racing, there's a radio button. So there's not a specific level for this track. You got to flip through your radio just like Grand Theft Auto, find the song you want, and I'm going to land on the song How Special. So let's take a listen. How Special, Cruisin USA. I went just because I was on Reddit. I was looking for information outside of the normal sources. Went
2: to the number one source of information in the Reddit. world on the just, internet.
1: Just curiosity. I was going through Reddit, and and one of the main reasons like I was looking on Reddit was because I was trying to find more information specifically about this song because I wanted to pick this one. I like like aside from you know the kind of corny voice samples, I like the style of the music because most of the music is rockabilly and funk, okay. and this is more of like the, the like the euro dance '90s kind of. Feel to it mm-hmm. with a bit of surf rock in there, I guess. It's got the
0: the keyboard, the really yeah. like mm-hmm. 90s keyboards. And like, so I was trying to find being censored. How did they ever get that moaning past the censors? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Like I'm sure maybe, maybe the like the early samples they set over, like they didn't put the music out Maybe it. they just didn't get that far in the song. They're like just they're previewing
3: yeah. tracks, yeah, they're, they're like, just zipping this is through good. it. Yeah. this is fine. I feel yeah. like Nintendo
0: would have done very thorough playthroughs
2: yeah. though.
3: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> the kid, the kid at the time who was play testing, it was just like, yeah, we'll leave that one. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: But I will say the voice sample is what makes the song most memorable for most people. Uh, one last point I want to bring up about the game and, and all the censorship. I know I've talked a lot about censorship, but the, uh, the creator of the game, Eugene Jarvis, he, uh, I just have a quote I wanted to read uh, based on his, um, you know, interaction with Nintendo and the, and the porting of this from the arcade version. He says, it seems like they don't have a sense of humor. I don't know what's wrong with those people. So there you go. <laughs> that's all. I that's all. <laughs> that's all that he said. <laughs> so I guess it, it says, it says a bit about Nintendo, but well, you know, it's probably really just
0: that, that, um, and their pro American, farm agenda. Yeah, that's right. But the American <laughs> Japanese disconnect, like what, what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable is very different across and, the culture. Yeah. Right? Their so, sense, of,
1: so. sense of humor is totally different, Yeah, you know, cause this is an American developed company versus Japanese, right? Yeah. So who knows? But we can't really make fun of Nintendo because they make a lot of great decisions.
0: Yeah, so, and, and their decisions have led to All the great farming great games success. we play
2: today. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. There you go.
2: All right. All right, my, my track. I'm going back in time for this one. Mine's not an N64 track to start. Go figure. I'm going all the way back to the NES, and the year was 1987, and this game is called RC Pro-Am. Now, uh, this is the title track from RC Pro-Am, and it's another game. <laughs> I feel like a retread here because another game that was um, developed by Rare and composed by David Wise. Yeah, We've already had like half of
0: all of our podcasts. David Wise David is like Wise. the official composer of yeah. VGM Generations. A I official think of sponsor point. of yeah. each episode, David yeah. Wise. Seems, we got to call be. that guy and be like, hey, he wants, uh, <laughs> we need some cash here. <laughs> yeah. We're boosting your career. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like he needs it. Yeah.
2: But uh, RC Pro-Am was, uh, was another one of those games that, Like, this was one of the first, probably... first racing game I ever played was Pole Position on the Atari 2600. And I would have included that here if it had any actual music in it that wasn't Did it not have music? It had a jingle. When you started to race, it had, like, a little jingle. And I considered putting that in there. And then, like, after the jingle, it's just the sound of your engine running. And I'm like, okay... Well, the jingle's like a second long, so then I'll just do a second of that and then like <laughs> a full minute of the White, engine yeah. sounds.
1: You and could th- just loop it like 50 times, yeah. you know, that, that would have been fine. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally.
0: We,
2: that should
1: have been the whole podcast. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> 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 well, it reminds
0: me of um, Excite Bike. It's mm. just little jingles, and then just... Yeah. But th- no, but th- <laughs> the, like, the theme to Excite, like that... Brum, 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 oh, it's brum, fantastic. Brum. I love that Yeah, theme. it's <laughs> awesome. But
2: anyway, sorry, continue. So this is one of the first racing games that I'd played, other than, say, Pole Position, and I never actually owned this game. Uh, this is another embarrassing thing, is this is another game that I had a friend who owned it, which is the only way I played it, and he wasn't really my friend. He was only my friend because he owned RC Pro. Yeah, <laughs> shameful. Uh, go, go to his house. <laughs> but we've RC all done drum. it. Yeah, we've all been there. And also the interesting thing about RC Prom is it wasn't just a race. Like it had unique things about it, right? It had isometric perspective. So you're looking sort of down at an angle on the track and it was more like a cartoony. It wasn't trying to replicate anything. It was like remote control vehicles. And on top of that, it was also one of the earliest vehicular combat racing games. So like you had missiles and oil slicks and stuff like that. Yeah, this game has been um, like copied. And like you know, oh yeah. Was, well, actually, the, you could consider RC Pro Am to be essentially like the granddaddy of Mario Kart. Like Mario Kart almost, probably yeah. wouldn't exist in sort of its current form if RC Pro Am hadn't come first. It yeah, sort of blazed the way for multiplayer vehicular combat kind of. stuff. Yeah, but there's like well,
0: guess, uh, was there even
2: multiplayer in there? Or maybe there wasn't. I like don't like know. Ton. But
0: there was tons. There's tons of like uh, iOS games, flash games, like that have basically just exactly taken the RC Pro Am format and copied and pasted it into. A different, oh, totally! Like, a and you think of a
2: medium isometric perspective of racing games, like uh, Racing Gears Advance and the game of Advance, maybe a little more obscure, obscure than the other people have played. But also things like another game on the NES, which was really popular, was uh, Ivan something Super Off Road. I can't remember the name of it. But Super okay. Off Road was a popular series where you know you race sort of like monster trucks around this dirt track, and you get yeah. nitro boosts. Yeah, and that kind of stuff. same sort of thing.
1: When you say isometric, was it one of those like? um the whole screen was your map, and it didn't move, or was it one of those like scrolling? It scrolled with yeah. you. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. And
2: uh, and which also, you know, in a way, very similar to another racing game I really liked in the NES that has really really terrible music, so I didn't include it here either. Was uh, Micro Machines. Micro Machines had a top down perspective, and you yeah. could sort of like race around. The screen would scroll with you, which made the multiplayer impossible because every time that you someone would fall behind, it would like reset your position on the map, like somebody would fall behind and it would adjust to get everybody like back on the map oh, geez, and then yeah. take off again. It didn't work very well, but Micro Machines was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. But anyway, um so um also this is still widely considered to be one of Rare's best ever games. Like you shows up on like top racing game ever list, top game ever list and of all of Rare's library RC program is still really widely regarded, which is really weird that uh you know it's not, like, it didn't really continue further, much further past there. There was a port of it uh, eventually, I think, on the Genesis. Yeah. Which was called, like, Championship Pro Racing or something like that. And that okay. was supposed to be
1: the evolution of RC Pro Am? It was basically just a
2: remake of this. Okay. That's all it was. It was sort of like a a, a Mega Drive um, rehash of RC Pro Am. Oh, neat. And I listened to the soundtrack of it just in preparation of this as well, just to see how it compared. But it didn't have a David Wise soundtrack, so it was no good. All oh, it. So, so yeah. they didn't. They didn't it, it wasn't rare. The music? No, no, it oh, wasn't rare. Who did it? It wasn't. Was, it wasn't it? Well, it, actually, no. I saw the cover. It said rare on it, but it didn't have David Wise's music. Not the same RC Prime music. <laughs> there were were
1: a lot a lot of time like ports on different systems didn't have the same composer. Yeah. Um. So it was common, but you know, yeah. like Earthworm Jim was done by a different composer yeah. on on Super Nintendo than Sega. But yeah, I also but uh, also
0: that they would, you know, David Wise's. Even back then, was yeah. Like, why would you famous. not? Like, why, why would you, would you not use his him. great soundtrack that everybody well,
1: loved? That's the thing is
2: maybe his specialty was composing for basically the sound set of. The sound I think sets that's super for Nintendo. the for the Nintendo itself. Yeah, because um, this was just an NES sorry, game. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. and so maybe the FM chip on the. Uh, Genesis or the Mega Drive was not his. Maybe he just didn't like it. Maybe he, couldn't do it. <laughs> he was just
0: like, no. <laughs> because this came that up again. Sense. And in
2: some of my other researches, I was looking at uh, California games. Again, I was trying to find a bit of a stretch and thinking like other racing games, and there's kind of racing in California games. So I was looking at the NES version, realized there was also a Genesis version of that. So I was listening to music from that. And those soundtracks are totally different as well. So it's mm. just mm. kind of weird that, uh, you know, same game, but they went completely opposite directions with the way the soundtrack actually
3: is. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway.
2: so the uh, track again, this is the title track from RC Pro
0: another great track. David Wise.
1: The man, the myth, the legend, the man David Wise. The Wise.
0: Yeah. Just because uh, Jake
2: Kaufman never did any racing games. So that's I'll right. Yeah, that. that's <laughs> right. Not too
0: bad. But uh, back to me and uh, second pick is once again, another Mario Kart game.
3: What? What? what?
0: But uh, this time, Mario Kart DS, which in my mind is the spiritual successor, successor to Mario Kart 64. It it felt, it to me, of all the Mario Karts, like, DS and 64 feel very similar in certain ways.
2: Yeah, actually DS was my favorite Mario Kart game until 8
0: came out. And, and it's actually the exact same for me. Yeah. I love DS. So I I played the bejesus out of this game and I, it was just a weird time. Like it was like, I had lots of consoles, but this was just, I used to lie in bed and play just this game. And, and I always played single player. Um, because I would just I was just getting through all the tracks and getting gold on everything, right? You so. couldn't play the multiplayer anyway because people discovered the technique of snaking on yes, this Yes, exactly, so about I have a snaking, note about, yeah. I haven't known about that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, the track I picked was uh, Cheap Cheap Beach, which I f- feel is like kind of more of a chill Mario Kart track. Most of them are really upbeat, really, you know, really get you going but all the beach
1: songs are really chill like that I like that they usually have like
0: steel drums and stuff yeah yeah, exactly
1: going back to like Koopa Troopa Beach on Super Nintendo yeah um, for sure yeah
0: so uh, 2005 this one came out again Nintendo of course uh, developed and published Um, and then this one was Shinobu Tanaka who is actually married to Kenta Nagata from the last one so um, this is the yeah
1: are they allowed to do that? (laughs) <laughs> it's. A, can you imagine what Nintendo their what, composing what kind, powerhouse? Can you imagine what kind of soundtrack their kid is gonna compose yeah, for, right, for, a right. for a future Mario game? Nintendo, yeah, that's <laughs> right. interesting. That would be the. That it, would be the so be cool Mario though, right? Kart Mario Kart fifteen, <laughs> yeah, and it'll be how cool would
2: that be? <laughs> it's weird that she, that uh, this is also composed um, for Cheap Cheap Beach because Shinobu Tanaka also composed all the music for Super Mario Sunshine,
0: which of course is very all beach themed. Yeah. Right, so which is also a great game, but. <laughs> Uh, fifth Mario Kart game, first online Mario Kart game. Um, the first one to have any sort of online play. Um, and it worked actually pretty good. It was Nintendo's awesome. Nintendo's got a very shaky history with online play. Um, you know, certain like having to go through friends codes yeah. and then sometimes it just doesn't work at and all. And you like could the, actually uh, connect
2: to strangers and actually play with strangers, yeah. which was a big, which it was a big deal, big deal for actually, Nintendo.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then like, um, the, my, my horrific online Nintendo memory is of brawl. Uh, Brawl Online was really, really bad. It yeah. was just it didn't even super laggy, yeah. barely even worked. Uh, but uh, but this one worked great. And uh, the third best-selling game for the Nintendo DS behind New Super Mario Bros. And I couldn't believe this: Nintendo Dogs.
2: I'm not surprised. Nintendo is the
0: second best selling, but they can they consider their whole touch touch
2: generations and it went like you know it's crazy. People who didn't usually play video games played like brain training and that kind of
1: stuff. Yeah, that wasn't a pack in of any kind, was it? Nope. No. Nope. People bought that game. People bought Mm -hmm. the hell out of that game.
2: Apparently. Uh, I I was just going to mention one thing about the multiplayer, which was also awesome, and I just want to bring this up that I really love that they did is that you were represented while you were playing online by an icon that you drew. Right. So you actually had a little sort of pixel grid and you could draw an oh, icon. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. I, and that was like your your little icon, and I actually yep. did two of them for myself while playing that game. One was just a little representation of uh, Charmander from Pokemon, and the second one, I actually did a portrait of myself in <laughs> <Wow>. pixels <laughs> there you go. so I could play online <laughs> with that. I, that's was, hardcore. I was pretty proud of that.
0: That is good. Yeah. Um, really re- well-received, earning lots of awards and high review scores just like pretty much every Mario Kart game. None of them have been re- really ever pandered. Um, Drafting was given new importance in this game where drafting is when you just sit behind the person in front of you and then you wait a little bit and you get a speed boost which was actually in 64. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't know for a really long
1: time because there was no...
0: It was harder to do and there was no visual representation. There was. It just
1: was there. It was subtle though. I think okay. it had like wings, but like little lines or something. Yeah. It, off, I know, always like thought they looked like lines? little cloudy wings, oh. but it was speed lines. or yeah, something. Okay. Kind.
0: But yeah, but in DS it's very clear. Like there's a big boost behind yeah. you so you can see it. It was very hidden. Yeah. Um, yeah. So back to the online thing and snaking. Uh, so snaking was another thing that was, was easier to do in this game. And and people basically exploited it. And I remember the first time I played online with not a friend, uh, just on the random, and it was just me and one other guy, and he just instantly yeah. staked me in Bolivian. Like, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was even close. Like, he just got yeah, oh up. He yeah. was a Japanese guy, I remember, because oh yeah. he had Goku, was <laughs> actually his little logo, and he well, blew me away. And that's
2: why you basically, like, that's why you had to stop playing that game. is because you either had to snake or you couldn't compete. And just yeah. I should probably just explain really quickly what snaking actually was for yeah, people who yeah, might yeah, not yeah. know. And that's basically you, when you can do the like little um, drift turn and get the speed boost. In this, you, if you, you could do it fast enough that you could do it on straightaways. So it's like left and then like do a little thing and you, wiggle, and you, so wiggle, so you wiggle, wiggle back and right. forth. Yeah. And then you keep doing left, right, left, right. And you could boost down straightaways yeah. constantly.
1: Yeah. You look like you're making a snake, like you're yeah. zigzagging down a straightaway. Yeah. yeah exactly. So you're basically in a constant boost the whole time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So
0: and, and so all the like world record set on all these track times are all just snaking the entire way. Yeah.
1: Um, but how do you know you actually weren't racing against Goku though? Cause that could just, <laughs> that could have been it. It could have been
0: that. Yeah. Because Goku's a fictional character. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, uh, but anyway, break my heart. <laughs> and then my other, other memory of this game was, so, uh, me, this was my first game for the Nintendo DS and I got the DS when the DS light came out. So that was when me and my friend went day one, when it came out, we both bought DS lights. Um, and we both bought Mario Kart, and we, played a bit together, like just on the uh, link play, like the local play. And then we were like, okay, well, we should both go home. And we went home and we decided we were going to test the Wi-Fi. So we called each other and we're like, all right, let's link up. And like, so we were working through it. And, uh, my friend thought it'd be like, he thought he had the perfect strategy cause he beat me once. So we, we raced a track and he let me sit in first place the whole time and just held a red shell. And so he would, he was just, he would stay oh, purposely yeah. behind me the whole mm. time and then right at the end he would nail me with the red shell and then it's the oldest there. Mario Kart trick Mario Kart in the trick book. in the book yeah. of course yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> so but because we were on the so one of the things I realized was if you had the item um, if you didn't have the item sitting behind you you could see it next to the player in the in the grid mm-hmm. so you could see what they had so like I could see he had a red shell but then he started holding it behind him so I couldn't see it. So I got a banana. So I held it behind me. I held behind me that entire race. <laughs> and then I heard him giggle over the phone. Because oh, <laughs> no. I knew it was coming. So I held that banana behind me. And then he <laughs> fired a shell expecting me to yeah, lose. Yeah. And uh, it hit my banana, obviously. Shattered. And, and you and were it, a hero. And then he was just like, what? what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and then I just laughed my ass off and told yeah. him what I did. So that was good. Yeah, uh, you were saying... Oh, basically, your story just reminded me that uh, I also,
2: I had the DS Fat before, but I I also got my DS Lite on day one. And I remember, you know, I was kind of on the fence, him and hod. I wasn't quite sure if I was going to get it. And yeah. I waited late into the day and figured I would actually go down there and get it. So I rolled down to the local future shop to pick it up. And they had a few left. And I was like, well, thank God, there's still a few here. Got it, took it home, opened it up, and there was a dead pixel. And I was so... So angry. I had the exact same thing. It was the, I had a
0: stuck pixel. Yeah. I had a stuck pixel. A green was stuck. pixel. It was green. Mine was blue. <laughs> Ball world. No. <laughs> That's hilarious but, though. And so I had to take it. I took. I bought mine at EB. Yeah. Big mistake. And I had to take it back there and the lady was like, giving me a hard time and I was like, listen, I just bought this shit. I'm not. Yeah. Like, like a, I didn't buy your crap don't warranty. Say it's just a single I'm pixel. This is important this. to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Like yeah. take it back. Give me a new one. So. And I got it. And yeah. it worked out. And yeah, yeah, I, I did the same thing. Like immediately, back in the car, back to Future Shop. Yeah. And thank, thank goodness, they still had enough left. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. actually didn't have enough. I had to wait. Yeah. They had to. I had to wait like a couple of days for a new shipment to come in, and then take one of those. But yeah. the DS light was a uh, a really. Nice looking. Oh handheld. yeah. Like very, I very loved slick. how like, glossy it was compared to the fat, which I had, which yeah. so that was a mess that hurt it your
2: head. It was, it was ugly. Was,
0: yeah,
1: like, <laughs> which, um, so was the DS light, was it GBA compatible too? Yep. Or, yeah, or was the that both just also yeah. no, oh, no, even the regular? Were. Okay.
2: So, yeah. you know, it had a much, much smaller, like uh, overall footprint than the,
1: yeah, uh, the fat I'm just trying thing. to figure out which one I have. Cause I have no idea. So yeah, you have the light, you have the
0: light, but you have the, one of the later colors of the light, which was red. Red. Yeah. Yeah. The, the original light was white. Okay. And uh, I think that's the same one you have, right? Yeah. I have a white one, which eventually did fail on me. And I also have the red one as well. Oh, do you cool. have the red yeah, one too? Yeah. And I think, was the red one a Mario Kart one? No, no,
2: no it was just uh it was just a cool color. It oh, was okay. like black. It had a black hinge and then a red
0: cover. Is that the same one
2: that you yeah.
1: have? same one.
0: Yeah. And, um, the, just one thing I <laughs> I picked up while I was reading this is they did a, um, when, so this game came out before the DS Lite came out. Um, and they did a, uh, a console bundle with it and it had like a special Mario Kart and it was so bad it was so lame yeah. it was this really like shitty red color like it wasn't a nice red color it wasn't glossy it was matte and then it just had a giant 3 with like flames coming off the side <laughs> oh. and then it gave you stickers that you could stick on that were more Mario Kart themed that is the laziest and it had a checker wristband yeah. like that you could like because in case so you bad. didn't look stupid enough exactly. playing that DS, you're wearing your A checker wristband. Fat, shitty and, yeah. DS, yeah. And, um, but it's so weird for Nintendo because generally their custom consoles are awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I have yeah. The, We all have
2: Zelda 3DSs now.
0: Zelda yeah. 3DSs. Yeah. I have the Zelda Wii U, which is awesome. Like, I love the glyphs on it and stuff like that. But anyway, I digress. So, um, <laughs> is there anything else I want to mention? Oh, one last thing. Uh... This game had the best Mario Kart character. You know who yeah, it is? I know what you're talking about. Who is it? It's Dry
1: Bones. Dry Bones. Uh, this is this is the first Dry Bones appearance.
0: Yeah. And I, did he ever come back? The he Wii. was in. Was he in the Wii? I think he was in the Wii. Yeah. Okay. I didn't play. What,
3: was the he Wii is not in? One of the few Double I didn't play. Dash. I don't remember. He might
0: have been. Too. He might have been. Yeah.
3: But bring him
0: back. <laughs> I want him back. I love
2: yeah. Dry Bones. He's my favorite. No, I don't know if he was because like Double Dash had a few unlockable characters at the end, such as like uh, King Boo and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know.
1: I really wanted him in the Wii U version, but then I yeah. saw him I saw him walking around in the background in one of the levels, and I was like, oh. Yeah, he's on, like, the sand level or something. Kind of felt like seeing him as a background character meant we weren't going to get him. Yeah. Which is weird, because there's a million
2: characters in there. Like, who needs Baby Peach and Baby Daisy? Like, or metal. And
0: rose pink. gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, what the heck? <laughs> give me, give me. Give me uh, Dry Bones back. Yeah, I, I love Dry I, bones, and I love his tank. Yeah. His special cart was a tank. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow it was the lightest and it accelerated the fastest. Oh, so wow. it made no sense at all. But I love Dry Bones. So my track, uh, Cheap, Cheap Beach from Mario Kart DS. Let's have a listen.
2: What about racing and beaches go together here that uh, Nintendo always, always, always has, like, a beach
0: level? For a kart racer, it's not so out of the realm of well, normal racing to be a racing. Volcano along. I can see, but you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a right. beach. Yeah. yeah, yeah the I I beach well, I'm racing down a mountain and on an airport, but on a beach,
3: get out of here. Uh, it's, yeah. it's the
1: atmosphere, right? Cause you think like the, the, like driving through the shallow water slows you down. Mm-hmm. So that's not a lot different from say, like driving through Moomoo Meadows and hitting the grass. For yeah. some reason, driving along a beach sounds more fun to me. Well, and then yeah. on,
0: on, in the newer ones, uh, Driving through the water doesn't slow you down. You just get the propeller on the back yeah, of your exactly. Car and yeah. <laughs>
1: well, and the earlier ones, like I imagine in this one, there's cheap cheaps bouncing around in the water, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. So you can hit them. You can um, hit them if you go off the ramp. Like maybe. most of the uh, beach ones where they're like little crabs to avoid too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, uh, Are
2: those the I don't know. I,
0: I like the beach levels, it, yeah. They're always, they're always some of my favorites in the Mario the Kart. The Koopa
1: Trooper beach on Super Nintendo was one of my favorites, and then of course, the one on N64 where you hit the tunnel or the, the speeder and you go through the tunnel. Yeah, it's great. That's and classic. That they
0: uh, they replicated that one in Mario Kart 7, which I just got because I just got my three. Yeah, that's but, right. Uh, it's great in Mario Kart 7 it too. Is, it's yeah. awesome, and the music is great too. Yeah,
1: gotta love those uh, those Nintendo racing games. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's- love let let's let's uh let's change gears. <gasps> oh. <laughs> and listen to another track. All right. So we got another rare game. <laughs> I know. You're you're out now though. Yeah, right. that's it. You're I'm, you're I'm, done. I'm all <laughs> my my pun god, meter yes. is running on empty. Uh-huh. Oh god. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. Let's get serious. Go ahead. So, I want to talk about a follow-up to Aaron's earlier pick, RC Pro-Am. Wow. I just recently learned in researching that my next pick was on the verge of becoming a follow-up title by Rare for Nintendo 64. And it was in development. It was going to be called Pro-Am 64 until uh, Mr. Shigeru Miyamoto saw how successful it was going (laughs) and thought, you know what this needs? It needs Nintendo property stamped all over it. That meddler. (laughs) Yes, but it, you know what? It Classic worked out. Nintendo move, yeah. though, right? It, yeah. it worked out in their favor because this game ended up becoming the sixth best Nintendo sixty four game. It, so it would it have, have been the selling. first
2: best <laughs> if it had been RC <laughs> Pro <Yeah. and laughs> MP.
1: You're probably right. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about Diddy Kong Racing.
2: <gasps> did David Wise composed the soundtrack. He
1: did what? Our friend and yours, Mr. <laughs> David Wise. So Diddy Kong Racing is a very special racing game for me. Um, I don't play a lot of racing games, but when I do, they're usually kart racing games because yeah. I like to have more fun, more goofy, more goofy fun, more lighthearted, you know, shenanigans, that sort of thing. So
0: just did, like shooting missiles and rockets. Yeah, like oh, murdering yeah. turtles Shills is what you really killing, like. Yeah.
1: Killing giant gorillas and yeah. beating on princesses. That's yeah. my that's my jam. So I felt like Diddy Kong racing at the time of his launch was just another Mario Kart clone. I, you know, I, I don't really recall how it was advertised when I picked up the game. I really just thought it was going to be cart racing. Then the further I played into it, like, I think by the time you get to like the fourth or fifth track, you realize, holy crap, I can fly an airplane. And then you start (laughs) to think, okay, well, how good can a cart racing game be when they just tack on this airplane part to the game? Right. Yeah. And then eventually later you come across hovercrafts. So now you're racing in carts flying airplanes and going through water in little hovercrafts. This this game had a battle mode too, didn't it? And it had a battle mar- mode yeah. very similar to Mario Kart. So everything yeah. about it at first glance felt like Mario Kart. But they did it so well. I felt like everything that they built into the game was had so much care and attention. Like for me this is the best kart racing <laughs> game of all time.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, I think I played this game for the first time at
0: your house ever. and uh, Really? You never played it when I it came out? N- nope, never played
2: it when oh, it wow. came out. My I, friend,
0: I, my friend, uh, right. a good friend when I was younger in the 64 era had this game and he, and I think he actually loved it more than Mario Kart 64 too. And he liked it. He loved it for its variety. He well, loved that, that 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 had hovercrafts and planes, and that it, it was really different, right? Yeah. It wasn't. It was like an arcade racer with even more. Stuff. I needed
2: that nostalgia factor though, because it you really know, it made, it made me want to throw the controller through the window. But you know, that yeah. was just me. But if you it's have, a wire, it's a wire, wired controller, so I'd throw it and it'd come back, and I have to keep playing. <laughs> it would so probably, it <laughs> would probably
1: boomerang and get you in both yeah. your eyes because of the shape exactly. of the controller. Yeah. But so, however, I, I I say, however, however much nostalgia you had for Mario Kart, if you liked Diddy Kong back then. It holds up about the same for me. It's aged a bit, but for me, it does something that a lot of kart racers still to this day haven't done, and that's build in an actual story storyline in a story mode almost like a campaign and i'm not saying it was the best storyline but the fact that it even had it i
0: didn't even know
2: it had there's one. <laughs> a giant
1: warlord it's gotta be like pig. donkey kong
2: fan fiction or something like that
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a giant there's a giant pig named Wizpig, who's a sorcerer pig and he's running around terrorizing the island <laughs> Sounds and, familiar, all, right? yeah. and all, all the animals on the island need help so they call diddy kong and Diddy Kong shows up with all his friends. And he helps you by racing? Like, and, wow, thanks well,
3: for the help, Diddy I didn't Kong. Say, I didn't say the story was good, <laughs> good but, but I said it sense. has a story. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: you're racing through all the different areas of the island, which range from, um, you know, just standard jungle type stuff to, to winter snow levels yeah. to, like, inside volcanoes. Is there
0: a spaceship level?
1: Yeah, that, that's yeah. actually towards the end. So, okay. so as you go through the story, you're going through all these different trains. So you might be like flying through a volcano level, right? Obviously, you're going to be like weaving between like canyons and through um, stalactites and stuff like that, dodging like explosions. But then later you uncover the hovercraft. And now this level that you flew through earlier, all of a sudden you have to navigate across lava on and it opens up the level in a different way. The so you're hovercraft. essentially... Yes. Oh, it's the a, realism it's, it's a lava, lava proof. It is an argument, <laughs> yeah. but, but it's just really cool because you're re- replaying the levels from a different perspective. Like yeah. all of a no, sudden, that is a cool, mm-hmm. that's
0: a cool feature. For, and especially for back then.
1: Yeah. And so by the time you get to the end and you face wig, pig, he takes off in his, uh, in his spaceship. And then you, <laughs> you drive into this, lighthouse and the lighthouse transforms into a rocket ship and you fly off into a, to catch him in his spaceship and then you fight him on the moon and there's like <laughs> UFOs as one does and there were boss battles like I know I'm a little all over the all over the road with with you know what I'm talking about here but it really had a lot of <laughs> innovative features that I've never seen in another game and to me that's why I really like it yeah and and again the battle mode was great too
0: the other thing about this game too is that like e- even if you've never played it before even if somebody just popped it in and let's say Diddy Kong wasn't there. Um, it still feels so much like a rare game. Totally. Like it, it totally has that rare charm and that rare feel, you know, like the banjo kazooie Donkey Kong, like just the that humor like and the humor yeah. and, and even the sound effects, like the and all the like <laughs> yeah. just all that stuff. It just is like it just
1: screams rare, right? Mm. And it did have banjo banjo in it. Yep, um, I believe Banjo Kazooie was out, or it was about to launch. Maybe it was a teaser. Yeah, yeah. and it had Conquer. It, it must have been out. And Conquer's yeah, game, Conqueror I was believe, the- was out. not out yet because it, it probably wasn't the. <laughs> It's M rated thing that it no, became because if you play he as just conquer a cute, cuddly squirrel yeah. at the time, well, here. if you play as conquer in the game, he sounds totally different. He oh. doesn't have the raspy, like, you know, evil voice, cool attitude. <laughs> well, conquer that, that came out in bad Fur day. That was the thing about conquer is that
2: originally it was a very, you know, yeah. kid friendly game, right? It's and supposed then, to be.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a great game. And if you've played it awesome, if you haven't, I would say it's worth checking out if you're into N64 yeah, racing games. Yeah. There was a sequel, uh, Sorry, there was a, a remastered version on the DS, which I feel like they kind of butchered. Oh, Not, really? Y- well, because the graphics were remastered, the music was remastered, and they tacked on all these features that didn't really help the game. Online play? Um, I don't know if there was online play, but there was Not like as good as custom
3: yeah.
1: custom track <laughs> editor. There was a lot oh, of weird. like touchscreen built into yeah, it it just yeah. didn't really need any it was of, one that. of those
2: quick n64 ports where they just wanted to like hype up the uh yeah let's talk about a bunch of touched, gimmicks yeah yeah, yeah. Gimmicks. and this
1: was around the time that uh that rare got bought it, bought out by microsoft so mm. this was one of the last things they did I, i'm not saying it's the last but it was one of the last was it in the rare
0: replay the, no, the no one, i don't think they so couldn't use the characters yeah. right right they wouldn't yeah, yeah, they, they wouldn't yeah. have been
1: Even though it had Banjo and Conker, um, it had Diddy Kong. Nintendo Diddy Kong. Yeah. Diddy Diddy Kong. Okay. Um, They were working on a sequel on the GameCube, uh, Donkey Kong Racing. Okay. And it was supposed to be the follow-up, but never happened because... I think it was like two years in development and then it just got dropped because they got bought out by Microsoft. So never oh, that's got finished. That's it would have been a cool shame.
2: game though. Yeah, Nintendo could have farmed that out to somebody else and finished it off maybe. But. Maybe. But, but they would have to change a bunch of the characters. Yeah. I guess. It wouldn't have
1: been the game that it was intending to be because it was supposed to be like, all, if you remember the Donkey Kong Country series, there was like um, all the animal helpers like Rambi the Rhino, um, On Guard the Swordfish, uh, Espresso the Ostrich, those were gonna be <laughs> your vehicles. You were gonna like Haul hollow oh. them out
2: and race <laughs> around the
1: track, slap <laughs> some wheels on there. Yeah, if you remember the rhino scene from uh, Ace Ventura, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's, that's how you ride. No, um, yeah, like, like from what I hear about the development, it was supposed to be like if you're in a rhino, like all the obstacles in front of you, you can like bash through, through, or if you're on the ostrich, you can just jump over them. So it was sort of versatile. Like you were able to switch animals in the middle of racing and like depending on what animal you were would change the path that you would prefer to take.
0: This is killing me. Stop telling me about this game. It sounds really (laughs) awesome. (laughs) And and
1: all that I could find was a demo at E3 2001. So never. Oh, so they they did demo it. It's a pre-rendered video. You can find it if you search uh, Donkey Kong Racing E3 2001. So take a look. It looks fun but unfortunately will never happen. Yeah. Anyways, let's listen to some music enough talking. Let's uh, let's go to David wise and uh, one of his hovercraft levels. This is my favorite song from the game. It's called pirate lagoon. racing game
3: though
0: oh man that's like you tell me about that it, it makes me so sad it's like oh, i wish that game would have come out like it and and you know microsoft is doing slightly better things with rare these days but like for the most part it's horribly underutilized turn them into an avatar creation yeah.
2: what what are they doing now
0: now they're doing um uh it's that pirate game Oh, that pirate game that and that oh i can't remember what it's, it's called. a multiplayer mmo yeah. pirate game
2: basically yeah that sort of open world thing that uh you yeah see- yeah. And they,
1: it, the thing that hurts me the most about Rare is that they weren't even like the lead developers on the new Killer Instinct game. I think they were yeah. like co-developer or producer or something, yeah. but they weren't. Consultant. Not, I think it's like Double
0: Helix and, that's yeah. developing it. Yeah, it just got like, with Rare, it just got like worse and worse and now it's starting yeah. to turn around. But it, like it started with, they did like the Viva Pinata for Xbox, which is really good. Mm. People really like that game. And then that turned into a giant, multi-million dollar franchise. And then, and then they wrecked Perfect Dark. Then they wrecked Perfect Dark. Well, that, I think that was like one of the first things they did maybe, actually. Maybe they wrecked Perfect Dark first? Yeah. Maybe. But um
2: and they and, wrecked- then, and then
0: they became like the Xbox avatars, so like the little your little character and like all the all the items you could buy for them and toy, and clothes and kind of like Mitomo, but yeah. like all that stuff. That's what they end up putting rare on. It's like this like legendary developer, huge history, great games. Go make some avatars what a shame like, because you learn what a waste you
2: learn about rare back in the days when they worked for nintendo and they pretty much had carte blanche they could do whatever they want right yeah it's basically like you have freedom just develop yeah. something awesome for us and it yeah. always
1: felt like it belonged with nintendo too like anything they came up with it felt like it belonged under that nintendo umbrella it just meshed so well with their yeah, properties they were a good fit and that's yeah. that bugs me because when i like reading up on why nintendo didn't go with it it was just simply because they didn't want to buy out that 51% of rare that they, that was on the table. And so Microsoft took it up. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, it's like, know. how do you pass that up? Because they brought you some of your biggest titles. They were like one of the only like second party or it's one point, third party developers that was able to bring you titles that were just as good as your own. Because at one point, Donkey Kong country was a pack in for the super Nintendo. And yeah. it's like how, like before that it was only first party developed Nintendo stuff that was the pack in. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. It's uh, Yeah. It's
2: a yeah, sad it story like with Rare, labs, but because even with a lot of the stuff that Rare developed after that for Microsoft, it seemed like a better fit for a Nintendo system, right? It didn't really, absolutely, yeah, it didn't really fit with the marketing and the branding of the Xbox.
0: Yeah, so, but you know, they're coming back now. Hopefully, we'll uh, hopefully we'll see well, Rare come back. And like, I'm the, not an Xbox guy, but I'm super interested in that pirate game. It looks awesome. That pirate game looks yes. cool, and the uh, and you know, people have said like the best thing that Microsoft has done with Rare in the last uh, like however long we've had them 10 years or whatever is the rare replay. Like apparently that, that collection is spectacular. Like it's,
1: and most of those titles weren't on Xbox. They were on Nintendo or (laughs) arcade. That's why that's
0: right. That's like, it's like you stopped ignoring all the, all the, um, I can't think of the word,
1: but their franchises, their IPs,
0: their, their franchises, they're, they're like the legacy. Yeah. Yeah. The legacy of this company. And you, and you're now actually putting a spotlight on it and saying, you know these guys are great. Well, hopefully, it
1: leads somewhere better than stuff. just
2: saying like we're out of ideas. Let's just rehash what we've already done. But, it, right? but, yeah. it,
1: but it, at the same token, it's like if everything they're assigning to Rare isn't like some of it's working, some of it's not. But you look at like the Rare collection and how well it did. Well, why not revive something like the Battletoads franchise? Like yeah. they put they put Rash and in Killer Instinct, and he's like one of the fan favorites. Like there's a love for Battletoads. There's a love for a lot of those older oh, franchises. See,
3: seat <laughs> <RC> bro <laughs> No way <laughs> Pick another
0: racing game But that uh, Actually that pirate game too I know you don't have an Xbox One But you do have a PC And it's coming out on PC too Oh well awesome so There you go yeah. You can pick it up and play uh, Maybe I'll get, get it too And we can games. all yeah. play together uh,
2: Aaron that's back to you Oh is it good Okay my next game is a classic that everyone loves. It's Crash Bandicoot Racing. Oh, um, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Nobody loves that what? game. That <laughs> game sucks.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, lot a lot of people of, do like that. I
3: hear it's really good.
2: No, no, really. I'm talking about the N64. And this is back to a uh, game that I actually talked about in our very first podcast, which was our greatest hits. And I brought up uh, Beetle Adventure Racing, which was uh, not a super popular game, but I loved it. IGN loved it at the time. It was, yep. it, was, it, was it was great. It was and that's the thing is, I've never been a big racing guy. I'll admit flat out, like racing games is not really my genre. I don't really care about it. Mario Kart, on the other hand, is a little different. It's got, you know, the Mario sort of charm and characters that I love. It's got, you know, the vehicular sort of cartoony combat kind of stuff. And Beetle Adventure Racing, despite the fact it was a weird gimmick by having like, you're driving Volkswagen Beetles around. It was just a big commercial for Beetles. But you're racing past dinosaurs, like Jurassic Park. You actually pass the fence from Jurassic Park and a T-Rex comes out and tries to eat your car.
1: Is there a little goat? <laughs>
2: There's no goat. There's uh-huh. no a <laughs> goat. And uh, like there's aliens and you actually race off a ski jump and all this kind of like crazy cool. stuff. You go through a haunted forest and there's aliens and all. it was great though. I really loved that game. Um, it had a very sort of like funky disco, disco-esque kind of soundtrack. Yeah. And uh, the the game actually uh, was, the music was composed by Phil Western, Scott Blackwood and Brendan Tennant. I don't really know what else they've they've done, but uh, it took three of them to actually do this game. The game itself was developed by Paradigm Entertainment, who are best known for developing uh, Pilot Wings, Pilot Wings 64. That sort of yep, put them game. on the map, right? Yeah, and uh, which is weird because they never had a really big follow-up
0: to that. Um, a racing game themselves, if, yeah, sort of, kind of. But <laughs> it, it did lead
2: to them actually being able to produce Beetle Adventure Racing, the N64. Uh, unusual point about uh, Beetle Adventure Racing is that people didn't really have the Volkswagen Beetle in Australia. It didn't really fit in with the branding, so they had to change the car. In Australia. in Australia? That's yeah, weird. in Australia. So it actually became a HSV Adventure Racing. And I can't remember what HSV stands for. It's a big brand in um, in Australia, but I think only in Australia. It, and
0: I think it kind of looks like a Beetle. No, it doesn't, it doesn't at it? all. Oh, the thing okay. is, I, I Sorry, looked, I'm totally I, off. I thought I it looked kind of like
2: a sand dune looking thing. No, it's like, a, it's like your standard sort of sedan. It, it looks basically <laughs> like generic car. There's oh, nothing really car. fancy yeah. about it. It's really bizarre that that was what they went with, but it was oh, okay. Australia specific, right? So it just became... HSV, the, it was specifically the HSV Commodore was the uh, model of the car. Wow. It was bizarre. <laughs> That's Just, terrible. You know, the the Beetle was at least kind of weird. And well, it's wacky. iconic though. It's an iconic yeah, it's shape. It's an iconic thing, but then yeah. they had like... Mm. And car. Yeah, single car in there. Yeah.
1: When you hear something like the Beetle, you're not expecting fast, like intense racing. You're you're thinking more fun and well it's wacky. You can
2: wacky, do three sixties yeah. off of jumps and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, anything where you can do three sixties. Plus it had some combat elements as well. You could like fire missiles and and that kind of thing. It had
0: uh I want that option on if, if Volkswagen Beatles were sold <laughs> a missile option. Yeah. I would probably buy one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, the option is actually there, but you have to drive through a crate and pick up the missiles.
2: So, oh, you know, that's, okay. you, you just got to drive Scratch around until it. you find those crates.
3: <laughs> until
0: you find the missile crate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weird thing.
2: It had a really good uh, multiplayer in it, too. But, because of the, again, because of the limitations of the N64 cartridges, they had to take a lot of the fun stuff out of the multiplayer version. So, it's just like when you're racing around the tracks and you pass it apart with, like, the T-Rex on the uh, Jurassic Park sort of level. Um, there's no T-Rex.
1: Ah, uh, so kind of like the Mario Kart, how they lost the music in yeah, multiplayer. That's the weird thing. Is like the defining feature
2: was the weird stuff, like the alien spaceship, the uh, like the snowstorm. So on they would have been level. better like,
0: off to lose the music. They, they would have think? way better off to lose yeah. the
2: music and keep some of those like weird features the in the game. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it wasn't just the T Rex. It was like any sort of like. Large scale effect in the game. You're like a T Rex fanboy, though. Oh well, who isn't? Everyone loves a T Rex.
1: (laughs) If the T Rex isn't behind the pen, you should be care. You're like you got to watch out. This isn't just about T Rexes here. There was like a (laughs) lot of like wacky
2: stuff in that game, but that just got completely cut out of the multiplayer, which was a damn
1: shame. Like the T Rex. Like the T Rex. (laughs) Like let's all
2: have a moment of silence and pour one out for the T Rex. (laughs) That's right. All right, so this track, like in the first episode, I talked about, we did the title track. This is the polar opposite. We're doing the credits track from uh, Beetle Adventure Racing on the N64. that uh, you'd play it and you had to play all the tracks in order. Yeah. And it was got really, really hard. Like the difficulty ramped up after like the first two or three tracks. So, and once you got a game over, you had to start back at the beginning. So to actually see even all the tracks Mm. in the game was incredibly hard. Like school, if you lost that yeah. race, well if you I, I or can't remember what if the you just ranked was. out a bit, if you ranked out yeah. and then you lost and you got a game over, there was no like real continue. Mm. You didn't unlock tracks so you could then play them later. Okay. You had to play those tracks in order. You so you basically always started back at the very beginning. So I played a hell of a lot of Coventry Cove, the you first know? level, <laughs> yeah. the first level,
1: and then beyond that, you know, you just had to be. You just had to get better and better and be really good. So if you wanted to play verse mode with a friend, could you play all those levels or did you have to go through them all as well? Now, my memory's a little fuzzy. I think that
2: once you, uh, I, you may no no, I, I don't think that's true. I thought that maybe once you'd actually got to them in the uh, single player, you might have them for versus mode, but I'm not sure if that's true. I think versus mode was se- essentially single player, but just with another player racing with you. Okay. But yeah, and, and there, but, also in the levels, like I'm trying to remember back to what they were. There's like Coventry Cove, which was like the English countryside. There was Sunset Sands, which was like racing inside of an Egyptian pyramid. So you're actually inside. That's the, cool. Uh, yeah. So there was Wicked Woods, which was a uh, haunted forest. There was Mount Mayhem, which was you're racing down a snowy mountain and ski hill and like mountain skiing town. Yeah. And uh, what was there was also uh, Metro Madness, which was racing inside
1: of a city. Okay, yeah. I just find it weird that because Australia doesn't have beetles, they change the vehicle. But it's like, do you have pyramids in Australia? <laughs> do you have T Rexes in Australia? Like, come they, on, they do have T Rexes in Australia. Well, yeah, they're but, known for right. But, yeah,
2: <laughs> they're known for monsters and whatnot.
0: But uh, anyway, back to me. And for my final pick, just add a little variety, add a little, uh, a little, you know, mix it up a bit. Mario Kart. So
3: yay, Mario Kart, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mario Kart yet again. Love Mario Kart. It's my favorite racing game. I actually, um, one of the reasons I picked pure Mario Kart was I did want to pick some stuff from other, my other racing game franchise that I've played the most of and played the most games in is Gran Turismo. But that's all just songs. It's all just licensed real. music. It's real songs. So yeah. Are you uh, saying
2: that video game music isn't real songs? No, I'm just saying that it's we should call David Y <laughs>
1: what you make is yeah. not real music
0: <laughs> Mike Bosman said
1: no um, and I hate calling it real music, but it's like what do you call that? license like, music. license music yeah yeah it, it basically
0: yeah. they're just tracks that they threw in like uh, for me um the the two racing games just to go on a bit of a tangent, the two songs from Gran Turismo that always stick out in my head are 99 red balloons the <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the oh, German version yeah <laughs> uh, not the English one. And the second is, um, the second is, "Kickstart My Heart" by Motley Crue. Yeah. What are what
1: are, what game are those songs in?
0: Gran Turismo three for the PlayStation two, and I almost I turned off I think every other track because you could go in and turn <laughs> songs on and off, just and same. I think I turned off every other track. I yeah. only had those two tracks on, <laughs> but uh, those are great songs. And whenever I hear those songs, I just instantly get transported yeah. back to. Uh, Gran Turismo 3, but...
1: Well, at least with your Mario Kart picks, you're taking us through the generations. I'm taking
0: you through the generation of Mario Kart. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. So, Mario Kart 8, uh, the track I picked is Staff Roll. The Staff Roll. And the reason I picked it is um I love almost all the music in this game. I think all of it's great. Um, Especially uh, the remix of the old stuff and I love all the new stuff too. And the Staff Roll is basically, it's it's a longer um, piece of music, but it it's kind of a little... Piece. So it's like a medley. It's a medley, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a little piece of every track. And it's like um
1: So you're cheating. You're picking every song (laughs) in the whole game. (laughs) I kinda (laughs) am, yeah.
0: I'm picking a medley, but it's so good. It's so good. I picked a
1: medley last time, so it's fair.
0: Yeah, there you go. So uh again, Nintendo Nintendo came out twenty fourteen. Uh, we all have this game we've all played this game on game nights it's a great game it's a great party game it's and it is actually it's actually really good favorite, online too it is my favorite Mario Kart now yeah, uh, it it might be it, the best one is, ever hit I the top think, of the and, uh, list. yeah I yeah. think it's my favorite and I think it's the best it's just like it's hard to admit because you have so much nostalgia yeah. for the old Mario Kart stuff but, but I but. think
1: that should say why it's the best if you're considering it to be at your top of the list, without any nostalgia, I think that says a lot, right there. Yeah, looks For good.
0: Sure. It plays well.
2: It's so such a slick presentation. Very yeah. polished. It has a yeah, charm. Gorgeous. New yeah. tracks that are in it if. are really nice, and the remastered of old ones, like. Going back to, like, the DS ones, like uh, that uh, that TikTok clock one. Yep.
1: The Rainbow Road from Super Nintendo is so good. mean, <laughs> the Rainbow Road from 64 the they is great, it. I think There's so much Rainbow Road in the game. <laughs> Rainbow Road think, is my favorite. There's three or four Rainbow Roads in that game. I think there's three. Yeah. yeah. There's a brand new one and two retro ones. Two retro ones, yeah. Man, that's I'm awesome. Gonna, I'm going to play Mario Kart 8 tonight. I'm but... We have to say how badly they screwed up the multiplayer though.
0: The battle mode. Yeah,
2: again, oh, battle, the mode. battle mode, not yes, multiplayer, yes.
1: specifically the battle. Like the online yeah. mode. was
2: actually pretty good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but the battle mode was non-existent and inexplicably non-existent and I'm only mean well, non-existent like it was there in concept, yeah. It was there in co- that was the thing is like why, w- why the is hell a would why does you not put at all battle in mode execution? in the regular tracks? And I know earlier yeah. in the earlier in the podcast we mentioned Block Fort from N64, which was just blocks arranged in rectangles. Yeah, they could have just remade that and up-rest it, and I would have been happy. That's all you had to do, And and I seriously thought the game was unfinished and rushed out. They just didn't have time to implement it yet, and they were going to release it as free DLC. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, we all we all
1: sat together and had this discussion one yeah, night. Maybe, yeah. maybe they would have got music in the battle mode this time. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know. Just, Who knows?
2: You don't even have to text your block for it. Just put
1: it in there. Yeah. I, I tried I tried playing the battle mode with my brother uh last weekend online and we jumped into Moo Moo Meadows because I thought that might be the most open and easy to play battle mode. Yeah. And he just he disconnected. He didn't even want to play it. Yeah, he it's just terrible. pulled out. It's, it's that, terrible. It's well
2: there's no point to it. Like you you're on the track. I mean, you need to throw people into, into a confined space. Yeah.
1: yeah. And immediately everybody's facing the same direction. So everybody's just doing laps until one person decides to turn around. Like they put no thought into it. No, yeah.
2: it's a huge mistake. I got to And that's exactly what it feels like. It
0: feels like an afterthought. One that I thought they would correct.
2: But,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: But besides that, it's a great game. Oh yeah. It's, it's a fantastic. game. game. Still the, the, possibly the, pure the best one Mario Kart racing part of it is fantastic. Uh, the new gimmick every, and actually I, I read in a couple, um, articles and stuff that, um, the development team for Mario Kart has always said that like they kind of want a new gimmick quote unquote mm-hmm. gimmick in each game and uh, for this one it was um, anti-gravity so you can drive you know yeah. there's certain sections where your wheels <laughs> go sideways long, and you drive on the walls and,
2: and stuff I would argue that that is in fact not the main gimmick of the game or not the best gimmick of the game <laughs> the main gimmick of the game is slow motion and replays I gotta oh, okay. tell you, that is what Mario Kart 8 is about. And, is, uh, and it's the great. The Luigi, yeah, Death Star. I, Luigi was Duster, say, yeah. I was but, gonna say, I was gonna say, I thought you were gonna say the Luigi Death no, Star. No, the fact that you can go in and like watch replays and yeah. like highlights and then yeah. do them in like super slow mo and that and, kind of and stuff. And is Mario's
0: so, mustache wiggles in, in yeah. slow motion. <laughs> that is the As best the part. I on. love that. Yeah, it's yeah, a good feature. Yeah, and I was gonna say, like, even in the Wikipedia article, it's mentioned the Luigi death stare is mentioned because it became such a big thing, right? Like <laughs> yeah. it just became this like overnight sensation once that one clip came out of him. I think it was like a, a red or a green shell and he's like staring down yeah, the guys. Like no expression, by. just
2: this cold, like yeah. evil kind of look.
0: And people yeah. started cosplaying as the Luigi death stare. <laughs> you gotta wonder if Nintendo
2: would actually get onto that in such a way that next time they put it a Mario Kart, it's like intentionally putting that in. Or oh, that. absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll if, be like a feature of the game. If you don't know what the Luigi Death stare is, go on YouTube and look it up. Yeah, it's fantastic. There's not particular exa- exactly. There's not one particular version. There's tons out there. And yeah. They're all really funny. So yeah, yeah
0: the, I think I think it was the Reddit GIF that kicked it off. that, yeah. ma- that made it something. So, but uh, Reddit's
1: to blame for a lot of things. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, good and bad. Um, so uh, a couple more facts about the game. It's the best-selling title on the Wii U uh, with 7.5 million copies, which is pretty substantial for the Wii U that doesn't that didn't actually sell that well as a console and it's also the fastest selling uh Wii U title with 1.2 million copies within 4 days of the release which is crazy. Yeah. Um also I don't know the stats on it but that must have sold a million Pro controllers as well because it is so much better with the Pro controller. Probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um the other thing I wanted to mention that I love about the game is the DLC. They had great DLC for oh, it. Too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. New Awesome tracks, DLC new characters all fantastic. The Zelda stuff Zelda even stuff, like Fenta. Animal
2: Crossing stuff. Beautiful oh, stuff, yeah. it was it was that like it was the one of the first DLCs that I ever bought where I like totally felt like I got my money's worth and more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, one other thing that's crazy about this game, um, to go back to the music is how many composers there were. So (laughs) I'm going to try, but (laughs) Asuko Asahi, Shiho Fuji, Ryo Nagamasu, Yagosuke Iwata, and, and back again is Kenta Nagata from Mm. the 64. So, um, yeah five composers for the whole thing but uh, this is the staff roll, this is the medley. here's all the greatest parts about this game with fantastic music. Have a- for anyone who beat the game and then didn't listen to this <laughs> yeah <laughs> we just skip through because it, it's always your impulse to skip through the, the credit roll right mm-hmm. i like games that actually i never ever never skip do? through the credit roll yeah. yeah
1: i don't because i'm always expecting there might be some sort of easter egg or maybe oh, like yeah. i don't want to miss any movie clips you never know yeah and i like games that tack on something like that
2: though speaking of like credit rolls what was i reading uh, the other day and you probably heard this mighty number no. nine Four hour long, yeah. Because it was it's four, it. Five. Hour four, four hour long credit four roll. Four hour long credit roll. Yeah, I don't think nine. that game takes four hours to beat. They listed every single person who
0: all who kickstarted, kick-started it. it.
2: <laughs> but I mean, I've seen other games do that. List all their kickstars. They just jam a whole bunch on the screen. At, screen at once, right? But I don't they know. They did them one by one, like, I, a, I like have a full no idea. screen movie. <laughs> they, I have no idea. I think it was like a couple of rows of na- names that just went on forever that's and crazy. ever. So that's you know yet another yeah, failure. That's to be number nine. The longest credit roll in
0: history it must be like
2: longer, four hours Yeah,
1: longer than any no one, movie or game no
0: one alive is sitting through that like one guy sat through it just to write down that number and that's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous
1: it's posted online you can actually watch it yeah so people are look just looking for their names that's all
0: i'm gonna post a video of me fast forwarding through it
1: yeah
2: <laughs> one thing i like about the mario kart eight soundtrack is actually is the brass in it. There's a lot of like, yeah, you get like trombones and muted trumpets and stuff like that. I didn't mention
0: that because I mentioned it in our greatest hits episode, but the, that the, all the um, stuff was actually done by real musicians and Mm. they brought them into a studio and it's all these like amazing studio musicians who are Mm -hmm. coming in session musicians and playing this fantastic music.
1: I heard that with Nintendo, there's always a little bit of hesitation to use an actual orchestra to make, to compose the music for their games, uh, depending on the genre, because they looked at it for Mario galaxy and there was complications with the pacing of the music. They didn't want the music to influence the player to play a certain way. They wanted you to have your own freedom to do as you want.
2: They really want that interactivity, which, you know, MIDI style and sampled music really can do, or you can't really, it's a lot harder to do it with a live soundtrack. I know I mentioned in a previous podcast, that they used the IMU system and in monkey island 2 and re-recorded all the music with the live uh, instruments and yeah. still managed to get like that perfect blend maybe it's not obviously not an action heavy game but
1: you know yeah but yeah. it's something to consider what yeah. they ended up doing for mario galaxy is having somebody play through the game at what they thought was the average speed of of the consumer and then they played their they timed out their music to that and oh, okay. also
2: mario galaxy awesome soundtrack
1: amazing yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah. Something like a racing game, I'm sure it's just go fast. Well, but
0: that's the thing, right? You can, racing games are great because you can have super upbeat music because that's what you want. You want people to have a sensation of speed.
1: Gotta go fast. Gotta
0: go fast. (laughs) That's right.
1: Thanks, Sanic. Sanic.
2: (laughs) Actually, on that note, I, I, again, I was having trouble picking racing games and I almost, almost even had it in our sort of music folder, collection folder. A Sonic game where you know it's not a racing game, but you race because you got to go fast. fast. <laughs> so I, I had, <laughs> a, had been a bit yeah. of a stretch. I, I almost instead of my Beetle Adventure
0: racing trip tri- tri- pick, there I was a Sonic, racing
1: yeah, racing there game was a Sonic on the Wii or GameCube, maybe Wii, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah.
0: Wii, but I, it's actually pretty well, uh, well regarded, like it, it got.
1: Well, reviews. compared to other Sonic games of recent? No, but just. Or like, in general. On its own. Yeah, like okay.
0: objectively, it's it's actually a pretty good game.
1: So
2: game. I could have made that really, really tenuous link and just pretended that, you know, because it's Sonic and Sonic had a racing game, I can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, still. No, still too much.
1: Back to me. All right, let's talk. N64 just Again. a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> there was just something about the N64 and racing games. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I don't know. Like the beginning of 3D, they were able to open the. Op- open the door to like all this new stuff. Like, um, I don't know. They just really did really cool things with racing games. Plus
2: they had that really aerodynamic controller.
1: Yes. It was like, felt racy. Yeah. So racy. I had it in cherry reds. Nice. They're in the classic clear. (laughs) One of the first games I ever played and this for me, like there was no doubt I was going to get the N64, but this was one of the games that really sold me. Wave Race 64. <laughs> it was a uh, Nintendo developed and published game. So, you know, Nintendo making racing games, they do a pretty good job. But this was different. This was uh jet ski racing. So I think the game was highly praised for its water physics. Yep. And time, <laughs> well, if you can't do the
2: water physics right, then you've failed at a jet ski racing game.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <fair laughs> enough. Yeah. That that has to be your top priority. But it I don't know, like being on a jet ski and doing this whole racing thing there's never been a game that has motivated me more to like, want to be a jet skier or like, or like to be that thing that you're playing the game of. Like, you know, when I'm playing Mario, I don't want to be Mario. I don't care about going on adventures. I just want to play Mario or like, you know, when you're, you know, like this is that game that made me want to like, I like I was probably 12 the first time I played it or whatever. And it made me want to get a jet ski when I was older. And I <laughs> yeah, still there, want it for this There's one game
2: day. that would inspire me even more than this than that game. Would that, that be would, the
1: sequel? <laughs> that would be the sequel, Wave Race Blue Storm. Blue Storm, <laughs> another great game. And again, highly praised for you know, its water physics and its um, uh, like weather conditions, which is something that made the game really interesting because there weren't a lot of levels in the original 64 version, but um, as you played through it, the weather conditions changed. So all of a sudden, this level you're playing has a lot crazier waves yeah, and those just get
2: choppier. And yeah. Cool.
1: And that makes it harder to control your ski do or your jet ski. And it also um, opens up the road to more opportunities because if you hit a big wave and you get some air now, all of a sudden you just jumped over a like a wall or a roadblock or another player because yeah, like they the didn't, water
2: level would change and you can get over a pier now that you couldn't previously yeah, get over.
1: And the person that you're literally like racing next to, maybe they didn't hit that same wave because waves are all over the place. Right. So all of a sudden you have this opportunity, you go over a wall and you just like blew past your opponent. And they're like, man, I wish I knew that wave was coming. Cause now I'm, you know, like a half a mile back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, I, I don't know if you have this written
2: down in your notes, but uh, I just in case you, I, you, I want you to mention it if you haven't yet, is that the announcer,
1: the hidden blue storm announcer go for it because i don't have that in my notes you don't notes. have that in your notes i was because i was mostly talking about the this n64 for, of Storm. I, I, I know we're talking 64. about this for blue storms okay. and yeah. this is
2: awesome like this is a great li- little sort of side story is that uh years and years this was actually maybe it was just last year that they found this out or it was within the past
1: couple in, of years in the sound files in the
2: well in the game in yeah. fact um they found out that there was a hidden easter egg that nobody knew about when this game was launched uh, I I and i don't know the year of it but this would have been back in like 2001 2002 Yeah, when um, Blue Storm came out. And that
1: was on the GameCube. So
2: yeah, like, yeah, on the GameCube. And so this was like, well over a decade later, they found this hidden option where you could make the announcer a jerk, where he would insult you (laughs) as you would race. So he would basically like, come on, like (laughs) the regular announcer sort of comes on and encourages you and tells you what to do. But they had a version of it where it would come on and tell you that you're like terrible and insult you and just. And how did,
0: what, what is it? How do you do it? Do I can't you know? remember. It's like a specific is a button combo or something. I, 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 I can't Coke? say off the top of
2: my head. It, it might, it is t- like a button combo in combination with doing something in the menu. Specifically, oh, I think okay. so kind of
0: like the different GameCube music where if like you hold down one of the buttons, you get like the squeak.
2: squeak, squeak yeah. So yeah. you had to do a very, very specific series of things and then you could get this alternate announcer that is wow. just, and how long. You.
0: And so it took like 10
1: years or more yeah. to find this, yeah, to, to find this Easter egg. Maybe, maybe it was just something in the sound files that they uh, ended up, ditching and they just left it coded in the game. I don't know. Like, do you know it's that so weird, like it was, no, it why would they, why would they leave all of that Easter in year. there?
2: Because like, it's not, it's not like
1: scattered and it's not incomplete. It's yeah. But a lot of times it, yeah. they, in development, they, they act something and rather than taking it out, it's easier just to like, you know, sort of Put slash the it developer out. Developer code. Kind yeah. Of to and that is and true. Yeah.
0: Like actually when I was going through, like even for Mario Kart DS, there's a bunch of like hidden stuff in the, in the cart that you can unlock with the action replay. Um, and you like there's a actually a lot of the cart is filled with an ASCII image of Mario, mm-hmm. uh, like for like they just use it to fill up space in the cart. But um yeah, but I think that one if you could unlock it like that, it must be an Easter egg. It must have been intentionally left in, and they were just like, let's see if anyone finds it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, weird that like nobody
2: amount uh, like nobody let it slip. Nobody said anything. It just yeah, that's sat there super for that weird. Long, you know.
1: The announcer in the N64 version was great too. I feel like in in that version, the announcer was very inspiring and motivating <laughs> and it's like, you can do it, go for it, you know? And, and then yeah, in totally. Blue Storm, it was kind of a little bit less. Like he kind of like, I don't know, because was it not, depending on the character you picked, you got a different announcer or? I think there was
2: a male and a female announcer, but uh, don't quote me on that. It's been a long time since I've played Blue Storm.
1: Yeah. Actually, I, play- I probably
2: haven't played it since 2000, uh, 2001. So
1: yeah. Um, one of my favorite features with the 64 version was if you went through the stunts mode and you completed all the tricks, then you had the ability to do a code. So you didn't unlock anything, but you, uh, Unlock the ability to input this code, and it was just a few button presses, and essentially it changed your jet ski into a dolphin. Mm-hmm. So you could go back into um, the training mode or the stunt mode, and your jet ski was replaced with a dolphin, and mm-hmm. that was cool. How the did controls- you hold on so to wow, the a
2: code for animal cruelty. That's awesome. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> the, did you hold
0: on to anything, or were you like
1: straddling the dolphin? How was it? Yeah, you just grabbed his his back fin or his top fin. Oh, okay, whatever. was what called? I believe. Yeah, and uh, there were a couple tricks that you were no longer allowed to do because you're now on a dolphin that uh a little harder to pull off but that's again like the tricks were what really made wave race fun because you didn't really get anything for doing the tricks so it was more so like just to sort of amuse yourself as you're playing because if you're going off a jump and you do a backflip it looks amazing but you've kind of just wasted your time and slowed yourself down because while you're (laughs) doing you're awesome but you're awesome so if you got a good lead like maybe do a couple backflips right or you could do like handstands uh barrel rolls through the air And then my favorite trick in the whole game, which might be the least impressive to look at, but it's the most effective is the sub dive. And it's pretty much control wise. It's the opposite of a backflip. It actually, um, it's sort of like a high straight up jump. And then your jet ski actually dives underwater. And again, doing that, you can actually go under some of the big waves and under certain bridges and, uh, opponents. Like it's a good way to find shortcuts too. I
2: actually can't speak too much to, uh to a Waverly 64 but i remember they actually had very similar mechanics in um blue storm as well yeah i think they put in the dolphin mode as well and they also had that where you basically if you went off one wave and like held forward you would duck down and dive under the water and you could miss all the choppiness yeah and i remember uh, i think to unlock the dolphin in blue storm you had to go on like a certain track and it had to be certain weather conditions yeah and it's the only way that you could get to like dolphin isle which was like outside of the regular course thing you had to actually go to this island where you could uh Unlock the
1: dolphin. I think I remember that. You had to like navigate through the out of bound zone yes. fast enough yes, because, yep. because you have like yep. a 10 second timer and you get to the island where you re enter the inbound zone, but you're down to like one second. Exactly. And if you're yep. not fast enough, you get disqualified. But if you do it, you're on Dol- dolphin Isle and yeah. you get the dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. I remember cool. that. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Um, Great game. The best jet ski game I've ever played. There <laughs> might be one other one on PlayStation. I I don't know, but anyways, it's great. Um, I think blue storm definitely holds up still and wave race 64 holds up. If you're a diehard and 64 fan, um, composed by Kazumi T- Totaka, who's a well-known Nintendo composer. I know I just sort of butchered his name. Um, he is the guy that Toto KK or KK slider is sort of, you know, modeled after modeled after. That's cool. If actually if you take his last name, uh Toda Totaka, Totaka right? And mm. because it's Japan, you flip the last name and first name. Mm. So Totaka K yeah. is so Totaka K. Yeah. Sort of like in Japan, it sort of works out to Toto KK a little bit. <laughs> so, anyways, that's where that's where that comes from. Uh, so let's listen to one of his songs from wave race 64. And I just picked the title track because it's such a good song. Let's take a listen.
0: She said it holds up well because what I always say is that I think it's like one of the, like it's one of the most, the games I've played where nostalgia did not save it. Like I went back and played it and I was like, which one? This game looks awful. You're talking like, about 64, or 64, or yeah. Because yeah. I remember it. Like it's just one of those things where your memory of it is really skewed. Yeah. So I remembered it looking amazing. Like well, like everything being like super 3D and this
1: is it amazing. Yeah. When it first came out, you looked at the graphics and you were like. I don't think it will ever get that <laughs> much better yeah, than exactly. you know, <laughs> <the> <laughs> many times in my life that I yeah, had that exact,
0: but we were this saying is that the was, highest yeah. level <laughs> in ever achieved. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember thinking that as a kid. Right. And then like, it was a game I never owned, but again, another one played at friends houses yeah. and stuff. And then I think it was at your house. I was like, can we play wave race? Cause I haven't played that game in forever. Yeah, and we like, did. yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. And I, we threw it in and I was like, Oh,
3: (laughs)
2: this this did not hold up well. I should really go back and play some Wave Race. I have a a Wave Race story that's uh, basically in uh, 2001 when the GameCube came out, I was working for Nintendo as a promotions guy. So we got our hands on the GameCube before the general public. And we were basically going around to different locations and we were demoing it, like letting people play games. And we had nothing in the beginning because nothing was out. We got... Luigi's Mansion. I think we only got two games, like day fantastic one. game though. Oh yeah, Luigi's Mansion, and I think we had Wave Race, and those were the only two games we had yep. to demo to start with until we got Rogue uh, Squadron Two, which was also a great game. Yeah, but uh, we our, our promotion setup, we had a giant inflatable GameCube that was this <laughs> enormous inflatable thing, and you'd blow it up, and then the front of the GameCube was a door. And it had a handle on top and everything, like this big, so stupid it looked purple like a little game. Yeah, it does. looked like a lunchbox. <laughs> it looked like a lunchbox. And you go inside, and there was like we had beanbag chairs in there and a TV, and you could play GameCube in a GameCube. Yeah. And uh, so meta. <laughs> oh, and, and because we only had Wave Race, uh, Blue Storm, I played like. Us the employees played like a hell of a lot of that just sitting oh, in there. That so that's why little you had the nostalgia room, for Blue yeah, Storm. That was like, and it was so hot in there because there was no ventilation and like <laughs> it was hot and it stunk like plastic. <laughs> but you'd sit in there and yeah. play Blue Storm because it was an awesome game. And we got great at that game. I kind of wish that uh, and because I got so we played it so much, I burned out on it and never actually bought it. So Oh really? Yeah. So you don't have you. So have, I, I, do you have a Jordan? I do. Yeah. Okay.
0: So next time we have a game night, we'll have to bring <laughs> yeah. up the blue star. Yeah. Totally. See yeah. if the muscle memory kicks in because it's been like I said. It's I been, wouldn't be surprised. i if it, did. it
2: since that tour, the 2001
0: GameCube tour. So whatever, 18 years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I loved. Uh, I loved the N64 version because I I learned that you could drive with the Z button. Yeah, and that's on you know the back of your the left trigger. hand, which is also the same hand that you use the joystick to to navigate. So essentially rendering, unless you need to break your right hand useless. Yeah. So I would a lot of the times play wave race with one hand <laughs> just because I could. You know, oh, and man. I got and really good at Reddit,
2: the, and that was the uh, and then game yeah, exactly.
1: Match, but <laughs> 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 no, but uh, it is just to say you could drink in one hand, controller in the yeah. Other. No, I was
0: going to say that leaves the other hand over for snacks and drinks. That's why <laughs> it's a great, a great party game because you're like, oh, let's uh, let's break out the guacamole and play some movers Plus, yeah.
2: also if you want to play multiplayer, you could play yourself. You just
1: oh wow, wow I never thought of one player
0: too.
3: <laughs> I got to try can go.
0: that now. You could play yourself
3: and
2: see which oh. hand is superior. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to play with myself like that. All right. um, All right. That
2: was a great note to switch to Aaron. Raunchy note. Let's go to uh, my uh, last but not least pick for the racing genre. And uh, surprise of all surprises, I have picked a Mario Kart game. No way. No way. This is one that we – I don't know. We haven't really talked about this one much yet. But this is (laughs) – I, I, I got to stop saying that everyone is my favorite. Yeah.
0: You got to be careful. Yeah, there I Cause do. I think you said it three
2: times. <laughs> Mario Kart eight is my current favorite. Yeah. It is my favorite before that it was uh, DS just because yes. I thought that was a really well, well put together package, but I have a very s- special place in my heart for yeah. uh, Mario Kart double dash yeah. and Mario Kart double dash is kind of an odd duck when it comes to the rest of the Mario Kart series. It's got like the carts have this weird suspension thing where they're like much bouncier than any of the other ones. Um, you've got that sort of weird two player mechanic where two people in one cart.
0: Yeah. That play? was the total gimmick of yeah, like, it was double the dash gimmick was that you, dash. you can, and you can n- swap. And not only that,
2: like when you, you could play it single player where you're both characters and you swap back and forth and you can exchange items, but you could also play like four player where it was two people in one cart co-op. So like yeah. you actually have to coordinate where one person has like is carrying an item in the back and has to use it. You can also like, do sort of a body check side to side to to shift the cart. Plus you can pass the person in the front can get an item and toss it to the person in the back. You can also switch who's driving on the fly. So it took some coordination. And once you actually had that going, it was a ton of fun.
1: That's the thing. If you take the time to learn double dash, there's like a whole new element to the Mario Kart series that you've never had before. And it's really cool. Yeah. It's
0: one of the, it's one of the Mario Kart games I've played the least though. Like I don't, I don't, and it's hard now for me to play it because I, I never learned the coordination. So now when I go back and try and play it, I just get, I get destroyed. Well, the soft spot in my heart comes from how much I actually played it. And this also
2: goes back to my last story about how in t- between 2001 and 2005, I worked for Nintendo. So that's sort of the GameCube era and we did promotions. So we played everything GameCube and Mario Kart was obviously one of our big games that we were actually demoing. And uh, my story with that is, is in the summer of 2004, we went on a cross Canada tour and uh, Nintendo wanted us to do a Mario Kart Double Dash tournament in each major city that we went to, and as a prize for each for each city, there, we would do this sort of uh, we do this tournament leaderboard kind of thing, where you'd eliminate people, and then all the people who were in sort of the top spots would come back on the final day and race each other for the top prize, which were custom arcade cabinets that Nintendo had built. So it was a full side arcade full size arcade cabinet with awesome like retro wood panel sides, a custom Translite, and Translite is the actual lit up piece on top of an arcade cabinet that said Nintendo with like stars around it. And uh, it what it had actually in it, had had two joysticks on it and the internal guts of it was actually a GameCube. So it wasn't a real arcade thing, it was actually a GameCube and the GameCube had a Game Boy player, a Game Boy Advance player attached to it. And that was just coming out, that was kind of the big gimmick. So not only that, but it came with Another line was coming out at the same time, and it was the retro classics. So like Donkey Kong and uh, what were some of the other ones in that DK line? DK Junior. Yeah, there Zelda was, uh, was on there. I think you
0: could even pl- go back to the um, Pac-Man Game and watch stuff. Yeah. on
2: that because uh, you know Pac-Man was in that line. I remember Donkey Kong was in that line. Yep, Zelda was in that line, and all those came with it as well. So you won the arcade cabinet with the GameCube with the GameCube player. With all of those like retro the classics, classics. Yeah, and, and that was such an awesome prize. Is like
0: that, that, that's one of those times where you're like, God, I wish I didn't work for this company so yeah. I could win this
3: prize, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. It, and it was it was so awesome. And we always had the arcade cabinet like on display wherever we would go and set up, yeah. And like us, the employees, we spent most of our time playing, like you know, we had the uh, Zelda collection disc, so we put that in the GameCube and we just play Zelda 2 on this arcade cabinet. I'm oh like,
1: that
2: was that was like. I gotta say, best summer of my life playing Zelda Two on an arcade cabinet as we traveled across the country. I need a yeah. tissue.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's
0: that's one of those things too. It's just like, like if I was you at that time, I would have like had everybody give me like everyone who won give me their like name and contact number. It'd be like, the day you want to sell this, give me a call, and yep. I will pay you an inordinate sum of money for this cabinet because I need this. Like I have life. to wonder yeah. how many
2: people actually kept theirs or how many people actually. Well, sell I'm sure them. a lot of them went on eBay and but it was funny as employees it's like you know you don't want to play favorites but you do play favorites yeah. and you you'd get the people who would come out for the tournament and you'd like Cheer for extra hard, and you know, <laughs> yeah, just make sure you want you want your horse that you're betting on to you, actually you give win. the person you don't like a kind of a janky controller. The,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the control stick doesn't work quite right. Yeah, yeah. But those tournaments, they were great
2: fun because you get you draw huge crowds and like yeah. tons That's of cheering. That's when the best, right? It was so like there was so much excitement, and basically we're like imagine we're on like uh, Wasaga Beach out east, and like so you've got we've got our setup. We're right on the beach in the sand. People playing Mario Kart. It was like. Yeah, I know playing cheap cheap beach, playing cheap cheap beach, and it was uh like it was it was quite quite the time, and I I I re, I really wish that I knew what happened. Like you said, like I want to know what happened to those arcade cards. I imagine yeah. a
1: couple of them found their way to hardcore collectors if they weren't already won by them, because something like that is I'm sure it's being tracked, right? Like it's like uh, some of the higher end Nintendo collectibles, like yeah. when there's a limited amount and they're worth that like that much in value they're probably documented somewhere. Yeah. And I mean like only,
0: only like five of them were ever made. Right. So that's
1: that's like super rare. Yeah. GameStop
0: did a giveaway for Mario Kart 7 um, that uh, they did like, they, you know, they had like a promotional video about the giveaway and then they, they had a video when they went to the guy's house (laughs) and gave it to him. And it's actually one of like this sticking point for me, but they built a fully functioning cart for Mario Kart. So like just the basic Mario Kart. um, Like a metal frame go-kart. Yeah, yeah, and but it looked exactly like the cart in Mario Kart. And uh, the guy who won it, like they came to his house and they were like, you won, and they had all this like fanfare and stuff, and he was just like, cool, and then all, all over the garage. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I can't <laughs> believe
3: <buy> this <car."> guy.
0: <laughs> 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 because I entered that contest, right? Uh. And I was like,
3: me. But yeah, <laughs>
0: Darn. But uh, so. another one of those like crazy rare giveaways. But I bet if you went on Reddit or something and just like searched for like Nintendo arcade cabinet GameCube or something like I wonder if you wouldn't find somebody in it like you said in in some in one of those big collectors in his showcase of things, yeah, because these were hardcore fans cavities. who were doing it. That
2: was the yeah. thing: is like you get all sorts who would come by and actually play, and you get people who would come and they would boast and they'd brag and they'd say their How best awesome can, they were. Yeah. I can beat all my friends. I'm the best yeah. there ever was.
0: <laughs> it's like Smash Bros, right? Where I can beat all my friends, and then you go to the pro tour. and It's like okay, well, yeah, that you was slap it. Slap like, down. Imagine coming that and saying that to the employees of Nintendo, who <laughs> basically play
2: games all day, every day for the entire summer. Yeah, and like then it's, you come by, it's like I can beat anybody, and then you're like, you yeah, know, all right, let's go. me and play me. Like I'll I'll play with my left hand this time. I'll play with the controller upside down. Let's see how we do. And yeah, that kind <laughs> Put of you stuff. Place. My uh, my specialty was, and this is sort of a this is really a tangent. But during one of our tours, we had this thing where you would play. Uh, we actually had wearable TVs, like a harness, and you'd wear a TV on your chest, and you had a GameCube hanging off of your belt, and so you could walk around. We'd do this in bars and stuff like that. Walk around, you'd like hand people controllers, and then they would play of this TV that's hanging from your chest. And my favorite thing to do was I got really good at playing Tony Hawk upside down. Because if I'm playing, I'm holding the controller behind my back because I can't hold it in front of me.
1: The TV's lying across your TV's chest. TV's on my chest. So you're looking down at it. So I'm looking
2: down, meaning that everything is upside down. Yeah. And on top of that, the controller is behind my back because I can't put it in front of me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm playing the game upside down, hands behind my back, looking down at this thing and demolishing people in Tony Hawk, <laughs> <laughs> which... Which was which was also which drove people oh, crazy. Man, right? that was so much fun. Yeah, S- and so like, much gamer crap. And we there. got that especially with like Mario Kart and games like Smash Brothers because people would come by and they would they would talk shit. They're like, "Oh, I'm the best," you know. there yeah. ever was. It's like, "All right, you can come play us, employees, and see how you do." And we'd pick like the worst characters. It'd be like, "All right, you're playing against you know Kirby or Jigglypuff or you yeah. know Pikachu. I always like playing be yeah. a yeah, Peach or Pikachu." Yeah, and then wreck them. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but that's quite a tangent. I'll get back to uh, Double Dash here. So. Um, the game is Double Dash and my track is the, uh, sort of the multi-purpose track. It is from Mario, Yoshi, Luigi Circuit, the sort of circuit track from there. And, uh, this <laughs> track is not necessarily one of my favorites, but again, I'm picking it because of that nostalgia factor from playing in that tour. And the fact that one of the main features of this track is that it features whistling. So there's like whistling happening in it. And you know, how infectious whistling is, it oh, just yeah. gets in your head. So all day, every day, it's like you're just whistling along with this song and it's in your head and you cannot wipe it out. Yeah. But, uh, it's funny that instead of driving me insane, it actually gives me a lot of like warm, fuzzy feelings towards, uh, that time. Uh, my notes on double dash itself are actually uh, pretty light. <laughs> like this is a pretty bad note, but I say just like punch out, the title
0: has two exclamation
2: points <laughs> in its title for no reason at all. Well, because double, right? Yeah, double dash. Double dash, double Is it exclamation? Mario Kart
0: exclamation mark, double it's dash, a, dash no, exclamation point? No, it's mark? Mario
2: Kart Double Dash Exclamation Point Exclamation Oh.
0: Point. So
2: <laughs> that's that's okay. what the title actually is. And like just like punch out. It's like if I see someone write punch out and put in only one exclamation it's point. It's spelled wrong, it's yeah. Like yeah. It's wrong. I wonder
0: if there's a like a Japanese thing there.
2: <laughs> and uh the uh The uh, another weird thing about this title is that the GameCube also had a LAN adapter, which not a lot of people. Almost no one had. Yeah, nobody bought. You bought it if you wanted to play Fantasy Star Online and like no other reason. But if you had it and you could link together multiple GameCubes, you could actually play this um, sixteen players. Ooh, so six. Oh, so
0: like yeah, eight cards, but then two people per card. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. That's bananas. I know that is
2: bananas. And despite the fact like we worked for Nintendo and we essentially had the gear to do this, we never actually got oh, around. We never did it?
0: Yeah, I know. It, it's what crazy. A waste.
2: <laughs> I know. It was a total waste. <laughs> we, we, we actually had LAN adapters and we had yeah. a ton of controllers and GameCubes e- for days.
1: And so. it would have been easy to get 16 people when you're yeah, on the road We like all that. have yeah.
0: GameCubes. I wonder if we could find LAN adapters on eBay and just, uh, probably. just to do it. I can't remember. I think I was reading lately, like if you try
2: to find a LAN adapter now, you're going to pay like Eighty bucks or something like. That. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, because so maybe even more than that. Like the information I've been looking at may have been old, but again, yeah, it's one of those things that is actually a collector's item and is yeah. a little harder to find now.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like the uh, one of the special uh, adapter cables for the what is it? The, the, the GBA GameCube. Uh,
0: no, you're GameCube thinking one? of the GameCube one, the uh, component cable yeah. for the GameCube, which oh, was yeah. only
1: available through the Nintendo website. And that cable now, if you look for it on eBay is over a hundred bucks, I yeah, believe. So. Because
0: I don't think like, I think probably they were like made to order by Nintendo because I think very, very, very few people ever bought one.
1: Yeah. Hard to reproduce too. Apparently you yes, can't like, almost so impossible. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And not every title of course, even supported, uh, you know, supported for on. The, no, yeah. no, but uh, Only, oh, very, Ghost very did. specific ones. Yeah. And
1: that's why I think one of the Zeldas too, but
2: yeah. I, I would have bought it alone for Metroid, but again, that was, I never actually had the uh, component I had. I, I bought a knockoff S-Video cable from Radio Shack. Yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> which is...
3: Which was good. A half it was step, good. A half step it, well, that was the
2: thing is I would say, I, I wouldn't even, I don't know about half-step, but going from like uh, composite to S-Video to component, it was like component was the best. Yeah. S-Video was
0: really good. Yeah, And then the composite was, like, way down there. Like, it yeah. was a
2: huge step down in quality. Yeah,
0: and it's funny because you don't realize it until you see the other thing. Oh, yeah,
2: totally, totally. But I, I basically bought that, too, because I had a video card on my PC at the time that allowed me to uh, connect my GameCube to my PC so I could actually, oh, like, cool. record footage and stuff like nice. that. So it was a big deal for me at the time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway— all right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah Tender track going <laughs> way off of there. Let's get back to the track. This is Mario Circuit from Mario Kart Double Dash in two thousand three. that Nintendo sort of like restricted uh, how it was run is that all races were run on Mario Circuit. So again, oh, okay. this so is the was, only track we played. This is the only track we raced on in that tournament. Yeah, so, when you weren't playing on your own. Which is why we heard that song so much. a billion <laughs> times, yeah.
1: So you're really good at this level. If this we play. level,
2: oh man, this was one of those unbeatable. levels. Unbeatable, unbeatable. This was one of those levels where we had played it so much that you had it down to like, the millisecond down to a science you knew exactly where to start your turns for the boosts you knew exactly the shortcuts how to like cut your corners tight how to make a little tiny hop over like the edge of this corner just so you could like make it around at maximum speed but it was
0: one of those ones that you played you know down to the nanosecond
2: yeah yeah so
0: you're like f1 racers where it's like they're it's like if an f1 racer shaves like three seconds off a lap time, the people are like blow, blown away because it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's impossible.
2: Well, only two times in like my history of, of playing any racing games. Have I ever done that? And it was Mario circuit because that was the, that was the tournament track. And also Bowser's castle on the N64 was one that like, I just got obsessed with, I got obsessed with. And that was any one of the ones where he's in there. I don't know why, why that one particular, it was just hard. It had all these very like right angles and narrow yeah.
0: corridors yeah, you and had places to, where you, you could, could drop off. Yeah, because you could get perfect drifts, yeah. but there was a lot of skill
2: in it. And it was stuff in your way. Right? It was
1: really punishing if you didn't have that figured out yeah. because of how sharp that turns were. All the thwomps were like specifically timed out. Yeah,
2: and like when you would turn around a 90-degree corner into a narrow hallway and you couldn't touch the wall or anything like yeah. that because yeah, it would slow, slow you down. down. And I actually played it in the, in the terrible way where it's like you play, and if you miss even the slightest <laughs> thing, like <laughs> you start and restart. Yeah. yeah. Like pause, restart. Yeah, and so it's like, and I played it for probably like an entire day. It was like twelve hours of me just playing that track to get the perfect run to record the ghost data for it. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Do you know? Do you? I did it. Do you still have that ghost data? I still have that cart, so probably. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, I wonder what how your time would rank. Like, I'm sure if we go online, we can find the fastest times. It, like, I wonder what you would rank.
2: I I really wonder too, because as far as I could tell, it was the perfect run. Like, I did not miss. <laughs> a single yeah beat. like the i probably have done it
0: better the problem is i'm sure you, well, like what you did is you probably played it quote-unquote normally like you so you didn't you didn't I use wasn't any a, glitches i'm sure the the fastest time i'm sure there was an exploit on that track because all but the n64 tracks had exploits on top of that though is i know that in like the speed running
2: community is like you'll record times for using exploits and record times for doing there, it legit there not, are yeah because you know, totally, i actually yeah.
1: looked because i thought at one point i had a world record on one of the uh The Mario circuit (laughs) levels. And on sixty four. On sixty four, yeah. And uh, just just out of curiosity, I went and checked, and they do list both yeah. uh, exploits and without.
0: All right, we got to do it. We got to <laughs> do it. We got to check. And then uh, we'll, uh, we'll my report N64, back next episode if if Aaron's a world record holder.
2: I actually my N64 had uh, had died. I think the power supply on it had given okay. had out, and I'm not really sure <laughs> where it's packed away now. So I still have the cartridge, and I know where that to is. to my house, but so, I'll, have to, <laughs> I'll have to bring it to one of your guys' house.
1: Sounds like yes. he's backing out now.
2: Yeah, no, I
0: can't play I'm, it. i got the world record, <laughs> but I can't, I can't the show you guys. cartridge is corrupt. Yeah, yeah have the cart and I, can, I know my, my cat g- ate the cart <laughs> yeah no no for sure but no we should totally check that because that would be really cool and then uh, if we remember next time we'll tell you guys if Aaron actually holds a world record if we get around to checking it <laughs> I'm gonna write that down yeah but anyway uh, that's everybody's picks uh, for this episode and usually now we would wrap up with a fan pick but um, starting today and moving forward from this podcast what well, we, we've decided to change a bunch of things so um, very much like Ash's Charmander and Pokemon, uh, we're evolving very early in the life <laughs> of our in the life of our podcast. And uh we've decided to change three major things. So number one is we want to be able to put out a more consistent product. So and this is I I blame myself a lot for this, but um because we haven't we haven't always been able to record on a specific day at a specific time, and because um just depending on how busy I am, I haven't been able to cut the episodes together fast enough we haven't been able to put out a podcast consistently every month at the same time of the month so what we're going to do is we're actually going to start putting out a podcast a week and (laughs) that's the solution
1: (laughs) (laughs) more challenging that's actually
0: it's actually easier to cut because it's not such a long thing i can cut it in parts and and i have more time to cut it because i can do one a week so um and it's a shorter amount of podcast to
2: listen Shorter
1: to. episodes, yeah, more what frequently. We're gonna do is
0: basically take the one topic
2: that we've been doing, split it apart, and that way you know yeah. you don't have to sit through a two and a half hour episode. You exactly <laughs> like last time,
0: as Aaron said, the Lord of the Rings length episode, yeah. which which I love. But um, so we're gonna we're gonna up our picks per episode, per topic, if you will, from three to four, and then we'll put out uh, one one segment a week. So we'll each have one pick in that week's episode.
1: So essentially, a, d- a different topic every month. Yeah. But you're going to get a new episode every week where we discuss that topic.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to try and get it out like Monday every week. I'm going to, I'm going to try and upload it so that you have something to listen to every week. Um, And Monday is always the day you need your podcast the most. I I find personally, (laughs) I always need podcasts the worst on Monday. They help keep me going.
1: Right after Bill Burr.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right after Bill Burr. That's right. Uh, Second, uh, we're going to scrap the fan submission for now Um, because up to now, to be completely honest, it's been all friends and family submitting uh, and we just haven't, we we haven't built enough of a listener base yet that we can get a bunch of fan submissions. Um, But, to try and grow that fan base is number three, we're going to start doing some giveaways. So, we've kind of decided that we have some uh, Nintendo swag from back in our Nintendo days. I've still got piles and piles of like custom and unique Nintendo giveaway stuff. Yeah. So, and we have some games that we have duplicates of. We have, we have some stuff we can give away. So, uh, what we're going to do is starting next, uh, pick, uh, we're going to tell you, um, something to tweet at us. So whether it be, uh, what's your favorite song from this episode or from this month? Um, and to attach a uh, hashtag like contest or something. We haven't quite hashed out how we'll do it, but you'll hear it next time. And and we specifically want it for listeners. So we're only, we're not going to mention it on Twitter. We're just going to put it out there and have you tweet at us. And then hopefully more people will see it on Twitter, build some follower base. And then if we build enough and we start getting lots of tweets and stuff like that, uh, we'll bring back the fan pick. Remember, so, custom, unique, hard to find, can't get anywhere else Nintendo way.
2: <laughs> yeah, so
1: <laughs> it's very, very desirable, very desirable. And we'll give away some games that'll be pretty good too. So. Yeah. Great. It'll, uh, good variety. Lots of classic yeah. games.
0: So, and we'll, and uh, <laughs> if, we, if it gets big enough, we'll have to start going out and buying you guys cool stuff to, <laughs> to, to win. So, but I'm, I'm fine with that. So if, if we can grow the podcast and I got to like a, build a Burg- the community, I got a Burger King, like Donkey Kong
2: flyer thing that you like pull a little zip rip cord on a thing and Donkey Kong flies through the air. That's awesome. <laughs> give that away <laughs> that sounds awesome yeah.
0: <laughs> I want that don't give it away yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah those are that's the changes uh that are going to be coming up starting next month but um so we'll finish like we always finish which is to go through what we've been playing and uh personally I have been playing overwatch still so I I, I went on a giant giant tribe last time but I'm just gonna succinct to say I've been playing overwatch and they just released um just two days ago I guess New characters? Uh, not new characters. Not yet. It's coming. I heard, I heard. Yeah, they're coming. But uh, no, uh, competitive mode has oh. just hit PC, so it's it's actually ranked. So it's you play That's with to keep those jerks away from us, filthy casuals. Exactly. Yeah. It's to uh, it's to play with people that are um, of about the same skill level as you. You have to play ten ten matches to determine your ranking, and then you can move up and down from there. And then. Um, if you play, if you move up enough, if you win enough matches, you can purchase quote unquote purchase with competitive points. I think they're called uh, gold weapons of your choice for your character of choice. So you yeah. can get like the gold hammer for Reinhardt or the gold orb for Zenyatta or whatever. I heard they haven't announced it yet, but there's going
2: to be a bunch of unique items for like the top, top tier l- level players that they're, they're still keeping sort of close to their, one chest, of
0: the right? unique things though, I just saw today is it's actually, so um, one of the things you can do is spray in the game. So you, you, like one of the things like you earn is sprays yeah. you can take a wall and it's actually a moving emotion spray mm-hmm. and they've never done that before and it's only for the top 300 overwatch competitive players which is a pretty elite group because this game is pretty popular there's a lot of people and they'll all it. be from South Korea. they might be well did you hear about that one girl who like yes who they thought they thought was cheating cheating? all these pros were quitting and then she uploaded a video going i'm not cheating i'm just that good no what and even what
2: what they said is basically they said if she's not cheating we will quit.
0: Yeah. And, and, and they did.
2: And they did
1: like, she would, <laughs> yeah. she proved
0: that she wasn't cheating <laughs> yeah. and they quit. Yeah. And so. so to their, to their credit, they actually, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I got to see this video. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like, if you don't play the game, it won't make too much sense, but it's just like her accuracy and her consistency and kills. Yeah. And with the character she's playing with, like seem unachievable. Like if you play the game, you're like, how is she, how is she like targeting, like figuring out the, cause a lot of the game is, um, leading, leading your shots like somebody's running across the screen you can't shoot where they are you have to shoot where they're gonna be kind of thing Okay, and so um, being able to do that with the consistency she she does it seems like she's cheating Um, but anyway and then the other thing I've been playing is Triforce Heroes We've all been playing together, so I'm kind of stealing, stealing these two guys' thunder. Oh, that's but.
2: good because, you know, I forgot we were playing Triforce 2, <laughs>
0: even though we played it yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, you know. but yeah no, so we all, I, uh, my birthday just passed and I got for my birthday um, from my family and my girlfriend, I got a 3DS and uh from my friends these guys i uh, got uh triforce heroes and they also bought the game so we can all play together so at lunches we've been going out and and usually only being able to get past one part of one dungeon at a time or maybe two if if they're short but it's uh, good though
2: or, or yeah maybe two if uh, jordan doesn't pick
0: that uh the <laughs> outfit the that bare, makes minimal. you lose like extra hearts <laughs> extra every time, hearts get hit. Every time yeah. yeah yeah jordan was unknowingly playing on hard mode on for hard a while. mode
1: until we got to the water temple and couldn't beat
2: it and because of me <laughs> all three yeah. players share hearts in the game so yeah. you know no, one person gets hit
1: you're all hit
0: yeah, yeah and i have to say absolutely unquestionably the worst story of any zelda game ever <laughs> oh um, god if you haven't seen it it's uh it's
1: worse than the cdi storylines uh,
0: <laughs> it might be yeah. um it's a princess that loves it's not princess uh Prince zelda. Zelda. princess yeah.
1: styla
0: princess styla instead of zelda which right there tells in, you in pretty the kingdom awful.
2: what is the kingdom called does anyone remember I
0: don't know. It's, it's like pretty a forgettable clothes. I All know, I remember stupid. is that
2: the, you head into the drab land. Yeah. To, and uh, so
0: basically yeah. she gets cursed by a witch and can't wear stylish clothes. Everybody's sad. Nobody wants to wear stylish clothes because they think they're going to be cursed. Fucking terrible story. <laughs> but but it's actually a super fun game. Yeah. And, it's basically um, four swords, except it's three swords.
1: Yeah. And and they have her pretty they work in the whole fashion thing in a kind of fun way because well, I, you buy outfits. Yeah. It's kind of like Mitomo, right? Yeah. You like you build up money, you buy outfits, but in this game the outfits actually mean something. Like if yeah. you have a they cool special out- abilities. If you, yeah, if you buy like a Zora outfit and you dress up as a Zora, then you're you can swim better in water.
2: Which is a great idea. It's just that the story and premise and the NPCs oh, in particular
0: garbage. are just just awful. Like yeah. the, the dialogue from the like NPCs is so eye-rollingly so bad. So bad. I feel like it almost feels like this game was in development for a while. They couldn't figure out what they wanted to do. They knew they had like the clothing gimmick. I feel like that's what they knew. They knew that they had the clothing gimmick, and they wanted to be able to sell, sell, quote unquote, sell outfits to the people that had abilities. And then they were like, we gotta. And then, like last minute, they're like, "Oh, we should come up with a story around the close." And then they just like shout out this. Crap <laughs> what it story. almost yeah. feels
2: like to me is basically they came up with this premise, almost like a tech demo. They thought it was a really cool idea. It's three players playing it. It's like this is a great idea for a game, but it requires three people to actually play. How are we going to actually sell this? Let's slap Zelda on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it, maybe, it, maybe, it, it maybe it was one of those. Because Nintendo like, is kind of infamous for
2: doing that. Yeah, because storyline wise, it doesn't really feel very Zelda to me. So. No, no, not at all. No.
0: But, Gameplay wise. Oh, gameplay wise. It's oh, great. It's It's, fun. it's yeah. a lot of yeah. fun. So, and it's, it's, uh, Four Swords was something, uh, in our past that on a game that we tried to do together and we had some link cable connections that couldn't make Technical it happen. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Yeah. But this is, this is Three Swords and, and <laughs> we have three of us and it's a lot of fun. So I'm really enjoying it. So that's what I've been playing lately.
1: Yeah. That's pretty much what I've been playing too. I've been pretty busy. So the only th- stuff I've really had time to play are the games that I've talked about today and like, I've had a blast playing them. I'm really glad I've been able to make time to go back and relive some of these classics. Um, one game I knew well in advance I was going to be talking about was Diddy Kong Racing. And because of how much I love that game, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was doing justice to talking about it. So I actually had started playing it about a month or two ago. Um, even before, like maybe two podcasts ago, I just figured that game's going to come up. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> that's, played, a, that's a lot of foresight. <laughs> but But, you know, it was... I wanted, I played through the entire game, essentially. Um, and the I whole, loved it. The whole story mode? The whole story mode, 100% of whi- it, whiz, whiz pig. pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um And aside from that, yeah, playing Triforce Heroes, or Three Swords, as we call it. Yeah. And um, a little bit of PC gaming that I'm sort of getting back into. I was playing uh, Alien Isolation, and that game is terrifying. Really good. Really, really good. And yeah. I, I've been playing that one with my wife so that one's been harder to coordinate a schedule to play it. So it's kind of been on the back burner but I think we're going to get back into that because of how how good it is. There's I, a, I picked uh,
2: it up recently just because of you talking about it. Too. Oh really? Yeah. They did there's such a, a good great, job.
0: There's a great um, playthrough online if you just look up like Alien I, Alien Isolation terrified playthrough and it's this British guy huh. playing the game and it's he has the the game sound in there but the predominant sound is his just voice recording so okay. he turned off all the lights you know closed all the blinds perfect darkness playing in just that, playing on That's out, the alien way I'm, iso- I'm going to play. Yeah, it's, it. totally. it's like, uh, and it, playing Alien Isolation and it's just him freaking out and it's so you, funny. Like you it's like it's like a
1: 3 hour long video but it's <laughs> hilarious. You have to play it with headphones, you have to play it alone. I know I'm playing it with my wife. We're having a good time. But if you want to, uh, you know, hit the maximum level of scare. It's right there in the title, isolation. Play play, play it with headphones on and just dive right in. Like they did such a fantastic job of making you feel like the alien is out there. Like it's not like, um, okay, I've triggered an event and now the alien will appear somewhere in the room and find me. No, it feels like the entire time you're on that ship, the alien is there. He might not he might not be on the floor with you. He might not be in the room, but he is somewhere on the ship. And if I'm not careful, I'm gonna alert him, and he's gonna come find me. Like if I am if I knock over this uh, coffee mug on the table, the alien that's like four floors away and on the opposite end of the ship is gonna hear that, and he's gonna come for me, and I have to run and hide. <laughs> like it is so creepy. They yeah. did such a good job. You no, did a good uh, job with the scare factor for that. sure. Oh.
0: If, if you like scary games, it's definitely one. to like. Well, I do. I love scary
2: games. I and, hate them, oh, which is why man. I'm never going to play it's, that game. It's, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's one of the best, like first person horror survival games. Like there's v- like combat is very minimal. It's all about hiding and running and just trying not to yeah. crap your pants, which is
2: great. Cause I mean, I played like the <laughs> am- amnesia games, like amnesia, dark descent. And that's yeah. all it is too. There's no combat. Same thing. Yeah, it's like, like you're being hunted, and it's like, Super creepy, super atmospheric, and all you can do is if it's coming, like your lantern's low, yeah. you're hiding in a cupboard, you're slowly going insane. Meanwhile, the thing that's hunting you is like just right outside, yeah. faceless horror looking around for you. Yeah, kind of
1: yeah, oh, it's so good, and and like, and it reminds me of Resident Evil in a way where they give you just enough to get by. Mm-hmm. You know, use your resources well, very scarce, and if you run out, you can still do it. But you really have to be careful. You yeah. really have to plan and super and just, stealth.
0: It's awesome.
2: This, uh, sort of this sort of sort of horror game I really want. To yeah. Play. yeah,
0: I can't well, play those games just because they mess me up too much. <laughs> like if I play it, it's like, well, I'm not sleeping for a week. Like it's not, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, I mess up the rest of my life. But anyway, Aaron, what
2: have oh, you? Uh, what well, have you played? I, I wish <laughs> this is this is a terrible admission actually, but other than. You know, Triforce Heroes is fairly new, so at least I'm playing that. Yep. But on top of that, I've fallen back into the Grand Theft Auto online. Well, um, <laughs> it's I I I always come back to that game. It keeps sucking me back in. And w- the way like I'm playing it online, I'm playing it with friends. We're trying to also like Mike's on Mike's yeah, on the crew, we we're play. trying to get back to heists and stuff like that. Cause Which- the heists are are total they're awesome they're a yeah, ton really of fun to they're so much fun and but that's not even the main reason why i get sucked back into that game it's just the sandbox nature of it never ever gets old i will just jump in and i will jump motorbikes over trains and like just yeah. try and fit helicopters into tight spaces until the cows come home because there's just screwing around in that game yeah me and aaron haven't
0: known each other very long <laughs> uh but one of the things i've learned about aaron through grand theft auto 5 online is that aaron's favorite thing aaron's Favorite thing to do in a game is fuck around, like yeah. it yeah. it, it, at the cost of the mission, at the cost <laughs> of hours of gameplay. It's like you'll, you'll be wait. like, "Hey, hey, we completed this level, and there's only two, th- two like there's two seconds left where." Someone else has to get to the checkpoint. All we have to do is
2: land the plane. All we have to (laughs) do is
0: land the plane. Hey, I'm going to jump on this Harrier jump jet and see if I can surf it. It's (laughs) just
2: like, oh, we just
0: wasted three hours.
2: (laughs) That is what Grand Theft Auto Online is about. I I think. For you. Well, 99%. I figure 99% of people playing Grand Theft Auto Online Online are doing it wrong. No, they're doing it wrong. Oh, I see. They're basically all clustered in the city. Yeah. They're all fighting it out. They're all hunting other players and just trying to kill them. What kind of game is that? There's no fun in that. Like essentially, <laughs> I, I like the times, and here's a w- weird story with Grand Theft Auto Online. I like the times where people are willing to just screw around in the weirdest way. Like one time I was uh, <laughs> I was on the far end of the map. I was basically on an island out in the middle of the ocean, for no reason at all because we always find ourselves like stuck in the middle of the ocean. Um, and this All one guy—he th- won't th- deliver it. No. <laughs> this one guy came up and he asked if anyone wanted to go to the movies because you can go to the movies in that. This is a random guy. Random guy. Yeah. Well, said anyone want to go to the movies with me? I'll pick you up. Yeah. And I thought I'm on an island in the middle of the ocean. I'm going to take him up on his offer and see what actually <laughs> happened. So I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go to the movies with you. Let's let's you you come get me." And he <laughs> couldn't find a way to get to me. Like he was clearly kind of new to the game. Oh, okay. Couldn't find a way. I eventually called like my other friends who were online, and they had to deliver me to him. They picked me up in a helicopter, drove me to the beach where he met me. As this turned into a really weird, really date. weird, mandate. really weird <laughs> yeah. Yeah. mandate, essentially, where we went to um, the movies. And then we went and played tennis and then it was really weird <laughs> and I had to, i am like trying to excuse myself and leave. And he's like, no, 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 no. it was, it was yeah, kind of a kind bizarre of, experience, I'm a creepy. but I don't know. It's weird experiences that make Grand Theft Auto to me. It's the weird, like screwing around nonsense where yeah. everything ends up at the bottom of the ocean or exploded. Or, you do,
0: you do have to kind of have a little bit of self-reflection though, when you say, 99% of people yeah. are doing this wrong, and I'm the one doing it right. Sometimes you might have to look no, at a mirror. No, I, and I agree
1: though, because going <laughs> around and killing people becomes very one-dimensional. That's after exactly a while. it. Yeah. You
0: have been
2: granted like this sandbox world where you can do anything. Play in it. And you are turning it into a deathmatch. Death, so, yeah. death match. So if you you are failing at this game, I'm as far as I'm concerned, because the world is at your fingertips. And yeah. what are you doing? You're
1: if yeah. nothing if that guy that asked you out on the mandate went up to someone different and said, "Want to go to a movie, maybe somebody would have shot him. And there would never would have been this or, like fantastic story or maybe the they would have yeah. killed him part <laughs> way
2: through, I, and that's exactly it. is I wish there was servers or some way to set up servers where you could basically specify that's what it is because anytime well, we're playing it wouldn't
0: be that hard because you could just set up a server where, uh, you weren't you could shoot NPCs, but not other players.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't really specify that in servers. Everyone would have to be in passive mode and would have to agree to go in passive mode. And you can't really No, I mean like the, the developer could do it. Yeah, like, yeah, uh,
0: did, Rockstar, yeah could Rockstar could do it. Could if do they it. if
2: they chose to. And and that would be like that would be ideal for a game like that. Is like anytime we're playing the game and you see another player approaching you on the radar. You can almost, without question, figure that they're coming to shoot you. Yeah, they're, they're coming to actually kill you. Yeah, yeah. and if somebody's it's true, or, that it is, a, it
0: is a surprise when they don't.
2: And and that is, I love it when they don't. If they if <laughs> they think, come to where we are yeah. and they join in our shenanigans, like yeah. we're basically trying to like we'll play a game where you like are chasing the train and everyone's trying to like jump on the train and stay on it as long as possible with like knocking each other off, and yeah. then you have to get a car and race back to get on the train. I
1: think that's why it's cool that um, because you said it would be nice to have. Uh, the option to split it between people that want to kill each other and people that don't. But I think that's, what's interesting about not having it is that you don't know if you should trust somebody. It's a real surprise. And (laughs) that you're actually, there's, there's that sense of gratitude and like fun and companionship when they're like, wow, this person hasn't killed me yet.
0: We (laughs) might
2: be friends. And that sometimes, and and (laughs) occasionally, occasionally, like like one time out of a hundred, that will actually happen where somebody will come up, Land on a hel- land a helicopter in front
0: of you and be like get in we're going somewhere crazy. Kind yeah. of thing. there was you know? one time when a um, a guy parked his car and I, I've been uh, like a, a perpetrator of this a couple times where I steal another player's car by accident. I thought it was an NPC, mm-hmm. but it actually was another player. And uh, one time I did that and the guy like the guy like spun around. And he he was he like ripped me out of the car and then I was like oh he's gonna kill me but he didn't he was on a bike and he's just like he was just honking the horn Mm. I'm like what does he want and then I got on the back of the bike and then we just started (laughs) racing around (laughs) and
2: and see that's what I that's what I wish Grand Theft Auto Online was to more people is is that game where you know just meet random strangers and everyone should sort of be in it together play
1: together rather than. Try to kill each other. Yeah, yeah. play yeah.
2: together. Because, you know, so much better stuff happens when you get together. And some of the best, like, videos of Grand Theft Auto Online are groups of people who are, are doing weird things. Like, they'll get big, um, like, cargo the choppers. Jets. They'll get the cargo oh, okay. choppers that have the hooks on them. And what they will do is they'll, like, go down and they'll pick up cars with people in them, like, <laughs> other their friends or other players in them. Yeah. And then they will, like, joust. They'll, like, go up <laughs> to the top of the map. And then they'll fly at each other and swing their cars at See, each other. I, or try and jump from, like, the, like, the wing of a plane of a Harrier jet to yeah. the wing of another Harrier jet or something like that. Yeah. it's that kind of stuff where people are working together to do crazy things. There should uh, or that game shines.
1: There should be casualties. There should be people that die. Yes, but it. I think when it's what you say, like have fun. The intent shouldn't be out just just meaninglessly kill people. I think yeah. it's have fun. People die because of it, and it's that's all the thing.
2: Good. Is I think you should be able to kill people because you know some of the fun too comes when I'm playing with my friends and like we accidentally kill yeah. each other or even kill each other as yeah, funny at purpose for the purpose <laughs> of humor, right? Yeah. Like it, when it's funny, that kind yeah. of thing. It's
0: it, but and uh, to Rockstar's credit, I guess a little bit is they do try and discourage you from killing other players because if you kill other players too much, you get a. Uh, you get like a bounty on your head. Well, don't you get a bounty in your head, but I've yeah. never,
2: that's never really been a big deterrent. Essentially. yeah, It's like, not enough, but the way it's like, at least they put, yeah, kind of tried. And that's the thing is like, we get bounties on our heads all the time. Like between because me and my friends, I, because we're screwing around, yeah. it'll be like, Oh, kill me and just claim the bounty. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll kill each other just to claim those. <laughs> just bounties. get the money. Just to get the money. Rockstar has done a lot of actually really good things in there is that they've added more like free mode events that happen sort of in the free mode world. Yeah. Where you can basically compete in weird challenges and, and and with everybody, and I think those are the best times because it stops everyone from trying to kill each other for a second. And it's like get in a helicopter, get a helicopter, or, yeah. and fly up really high and see who can like fall the farthest in free fall without opening like how close to the ground you can get before actually pulling your chute without dying. And that's a lot of people just end up like splatting on the ground. Like who can <laughs> drive a car backwards the longest? Like Mike said, who can do the longest wheelie? Yeah, who can like jump out of a moving car at the highest speed, like just weird stuff like die, that yeah. and not die. <laughs> like, you know, the biggest jump. I think those things, fun, actually, those sort of challenges are, are some of the best stuff that Rockstar has actually added to the game is anything that sort of happens in free mode. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just sucked back into that. I'm loving, I'm loving just getting back into that and um screwing around. I'd love to see like, Rockstar is still supporting it even after all these years. They just added a whole bunch of new content with like CEOs and stuff like that where you can become the CEO of a company yeah. and you get employees and you have to deliver cargo. Wow. So we're
0: And it's funny because so when that stuff happens, it encourages other players to try to like stop their missions. And uh, last time me and Aaron were playing, I, we were waiting for some characters and like, so this pops up in the map for everyone in that, in that map. And it's like, uh, stop the executive from getting killed or whatever. So the CEO of this hit company Is supposed to kill a bunch of these high profile people. And then all the other players on the map are supposed to try and stop them. Like the NPCs try and stop them. And then all the other players are supposed to stop them. And so I was like, all right, I'll go try and stop one of these guys. I got decimated because they all came in with like the highest level weapons of the game and just rocked me. And then, (laughs) and it was funny because right after that happened, just in the, in the like public chat, some guy was like, stop messing with our crew. (laughs) It It just made me laugh so hard. And one
2: more point I want to say on Grand Theft Auto Online is that uh, um, the hacking is sort of out of control in it. And yeah, it's, it's becoming like, crazy. We're playing, we're playing like just for, like I said, just to screw around and have fun. But hacking, like Rockstar doesn't seem to be doing much to sort of prevent or stop hacking. Every server you go on is like, I've had gone into servers where like money bags just started falling on my head. And I'm trying to actually play the game legit. I don't want to yeah. cheat. I'm not trying to hack. And you'll go into ones where there's like, you know, F14s, connected to tractors flying around and it, you know, it, <laughs> yeah. I just, and, and or I you'll that, go into a thing and everyone will die simultaneously. Suddenly the car sun, will yeah. blow up. And on top of that, with people with like hacking with infinite money, you'll be on a server and immediately like someone will pop in and will be like, Hey, anyone hacking, give me some money. And everybody's driving around in like the best cars and that kind of thing. So it, and it has all the best gear and the best stuff just because they're, they're hacking. And I think that kind of breaks the game a little bit too. Yeah. I kind it's of, kind of I tough
0: because it's like, I think the reason they're not clamping down on it as hard is because they kind of like, hacking is one of those things where for the people that do it, it adds a lot to the game. It it allows them, it's 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 like the um, game genie back in the day, right? It's like Nintendo wanted to stop it, but for the people that had it, it was a lot of fun. But that's
2: not exactly it because like most of the people hacking are basically like, I, I'm not sure about most, but a lot of people hacking are just hacking to grief essentially. So you get yeah. a lot of people who are yeah, just yeah, yeah. in there to grief. And what I wish Rockstar would have done or can still do is basically separate out the servers. Hacking server, non-hacking, non-hacking server. server yeah. Give them a place to play. The problem is, is that you know griefers want to be in the non hacking server because they want to mess they, with they mess people. With, that's where they take the if there was a way yeah. that Rockstar could sort of clamp down on it, that would be awesome. Like yeah, I would, would love cool. I would love to basically see that happen in the game.
0: But, but I don't know, maybe one day this game they they're They've, still putting out content. Oh yeah. and, they've they've and
2: been supporting it and it is still like as fun. It's still as fun as ever to play. The fidelity of that game, like it still looks beautiful. The sort of recreation Surprisingly, yeah. of a living world like the, is, is so good. Like to watch the weather patterns, the lights in the distance flicker, the taillights off in the distance, you know, yeah. just, the, just the little details in that game that make it feel like it's alive. And I want to add sort of one thing to my wish list for Grand Theft Auto Online is that so much more happens in the single player Uh, version like cats and dogs living around there's more npcs there's more variety in the cars there's like wild animals cougars like deer and stuff like that just more stuff is sort of happening in the single-player world because they can and i kind of wish they could take that single-player experience the level of detail the extra level of detail put it online in sort of a limited capacity where you say you're only playing with four players like it's a four-player server, yeah, but it has all the stuff, More fidelity that the single-player game has. It's so. like we're back to the music and Mario Kart
0: multiplayer again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah to, exactly. To bring it all full circle. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and
2: whatever whatever Rockstar follows up Grand Theft Auto Online with, if they actually like do a Grand Theft Auto Online Two or something like that. Or, yeah,
0: Grand Theft Auto Six will come with Online Two or something where like they'll that.
2: actually connect, can bump it up to that level because they yep. have, of course, they have the. Uh, they did a remaster of Grand Theft Auto Five as well. Like there yep. was you know, the original version that came out on like the Xbox uh, 360 and the PlayStation 3. And then they did the PS4 and Xbox One version and the PC version, which is the version that I'm playing as the sort of remastered version. So I would love to see, you know, either they continue with this version of Grand Theft Auto Online and somehow remaster it again, bring it to a new level or just whatever their sequel is, is bring it up there. And I, I love this version of the world because Los Santos, the world in the game is such a diverse place, like mountains and lakes and little podunk towns and gas stations and the city and the airports. And there's so much space. And I talked about Rockstar supporting it and how I love the free mode events. I would love to see them instead of putting in more challenges, more modes, more missions i would love to see them add more space to that map too even bigger like add another area that you can oh, travel man. to it's already so big <laughs> <laughs> it is i think
0: then they say that this one is bigger than all the other games put together yeah Oh yeah. like I, all I, the I, other games like preceded it so one through four it's bigger than all those put together i wouldn't be surprised i'm not exactly sure of like the
2: specific stats on yeah. that but of course in grand theft auto san andreas um, it took place in sort of the same region, yeah, but like on a much limited scale. You could take the map out of San Andreas and like plunk it into um, Santos. Know, Los Santos, this Los Santos map, and it would just be
0: a tiny chunk. It'd be a little massive, dot. massive yeah. map. So. But anyway, yeah. oh, sorry, we went on a long time, but <laughs> but no, it's um, <laughs> it's it's great. It's it's a lot of fun. So the yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't playing it nearly as much as Aaron, but I I have been joining it on the heist missions, and and they're they're great. They're fantastic. They're it's uh, I want to I want. I want to continue it to their completion and I know I'll be sad when we're done because it'll be we'll, we'll have gone through all of them <laughs> so, so I'll have to wait for them to put out some more but yeah uh, I guess that's it ladies and gentlemen that's it for the sixth episode of VGM Generations uh, remember you can always still tweet us at VGM Generations or email us at uh, VGM Generations at com. until next time